This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The only place for Chelsea fans... Footballfancast.com. Real fans, real opinions. Welcome to the Chelsea Football Fancast, the best podcast for Chelsea fans, by Chelsea fans, fueled by Guinness and powered by... UEFA, Champions League. What's German for celery? <laughs> what is German for celery? Uh, nothing, they, they don't have vegetables. Oh, they just uh, sausages and we never, pretzels. Yeah. Powered by Bratwurst. Yeah. How about that? As a, by way of or whatever a you ate or drank out there. Anyway, uh, it's so good to be back. It's the first time, the last time I saw all of the lot round here, none of us were European champions, and now we all are. And uh, just by way of an introduction, who the fuck is FC Chelsea, they said. <laughs> our stadium, our town, our cup, they said. But we did it. After years of pain, we finally brought the back the cup with the big ears and we can all call ourselves champions of Europe. How enormously good does that sound? I'm still, I mean, it's over a week and I'm still grinning from ear to ear and I'm loving it. And uh, just as a little reminder about what it was all about, here's a clip from the BBC's excellent commentary of the moments leading up to and the moments that we became the champions of Europe. Matter's going to head in left footed. Come on, Matter. There it goes. Oh, it's saved. It's saved. It was a poor penalty. And Neuer got his body to block it. And the advantage is with Bayern Munich. Chelsea game behind, but not for long. Check weights. Olic. Check saves. Turns it away. Before he took the penalty, Lawrence was shaking his head. I think there was something about Olic's body language. Then it was advantage Chelsea. The Bayern fans expect. And Schweinsteiger hits the post! Schweinsteiger hits the post! And Chelsea are a penalty away from winning the Champions League! And then the decisive blow. Drogba now, having headed the equaliser close to the end of the normal 90 minutes, can score, can win the Champions League on what will surely be his last performance fight for Chelsea. It's just a couple of yards of run-up. Neuer bouncing on his line. Drogba to win it. Come on, Didier! And he's won it! He's won it! Chelsea are champions of Europe! And Drogba 
got to say, the Beeb, I mean, we were all there, most of us were there, we were watching it, so we didn't hear that, but the Beeb did a brilliant job, and that comment, I mean, that still just gives me, you know, hairs on the back of the neck standing up, brilliant. So there you go. Now, uh, my guest tonight, uh, the people that we like to Munich Munich with, uh, on my right, Pablo Jeffries. Good evening, European Championships. Very nice to see you, Champion of Europe. Indeed. <laughs> I have another Champion of Europe to my right. He is Dazamental. Yeah, good evening, Sevens on FA Cup with You're very quiet. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. <laughs> it's in your ears. It's beautiful. It sounds good. It's good to hear those horrible tones. Yeah. <laughs> the last time I heard you was in the beer garden somewhere north of Hauptbahnhof. Celery yeah. terrorist who was not with us, which fills me with huge sadness. But, but I'm still a champion of Europe. But you're still a champion of Europe, and I read your text about how badly behaved you were in the hand and flower particularly when you were standing on the 413 bus in Fulham Broadway or whatever it was. I couldn't reach. Someone had to give me a little... Uh, yeah, that's good stuff. Up. So I know you had a very different time, but I want to hear about that later. I've got Ross, whose hair has grown immeasurably since the last time I saw him, <laughs> in the beer garden somewhere north of Hauptbahnhof. How are you, champion I'm, of I'm Europe? I'm good, I'm good. It's a champion of Europe haircut. It's a champion of Europe. It's, it's a haircut with big ears. There we go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And we have the legend that is Cheltel. And from the stories that I've told on the collective Chelsea fancast uh, bus trip to Munich, Munich, which of course I sadly wasn't on, but the tales I've heard since, there is enough material coming from that for about 500 hours of uh, tales from the shed tell, so I'm led to believe. Well, I don't care. I feel like a champion of Europe. How does it feel? Really- I feel champion-like. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to see you, fella. Last but by no means least, uh, the, uh, the the lovely person who I'm reliably informed uh, wins the award for most badly behaved of the entire weekend. It oh, is yes. the one, it is the only, it is the Lauren Foley. Hello. That's Mr. Lauren Foley. Yeah, Mr. Lauren Foley. Mr. Lauren Foley. Mr. Lauren Foley. Mr. Lauren Foley. Mr. Champion of Europe, Lauren. Was <laughs> 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 she wearing lederhose? <laughs> well, I tell what stays in Germany. Okay, all right. I think we should call you Axel, actually, for a short from now on. But uh, I did actually see the funniest pair of lederhosen on the way to the game when we left the beer garden. I mean, it was quite mental because actually a lot of the Bayern fans were actually wearing the full nine yards. You know, the whole. I thought they were joking. No, they're deadly serious. The funniest thing was that there was this bird who was quite fit, and she had like, you know, kind of hot pants. Well, she had like hot pants lederhosen on. And me it's and you to notice yeah. that. Yeah, well, me and your father, funnily enough, noticed them very well. <laughs> you know, and we, we followed them. We nearly got into the wrong station because we were following, you know, like they that old beer commercial, follow the bear, like the Hofmeister beer. We were like following the, the you know, the hot pants lederhosen, and it nearly went very pear shaped. But it's a fat, funnily enough. Anyway, enough of all this smut. We, um, later in the show, we are going to be playing some interviews uh, with the guys from Australia, the New York Blues, and our very own lovely Beth Wild, uh, who were all interviewed on BBC's Radio 5 live up all night show pretty much uh, a few hours after the match. And, and uh, somebody kind of posted me a link to where they were, and they're really good. Uh, and they've got some great reactions, particularly Beth, to us winning. So there's a little treat for you install there. Um, but I'm sure all the boys and uh, Mr. Lauren Foley will agree that it has to be the greatest weekend in our lives as Chelsea fans. And I hope that that feeling will last for a very, very long time. Now, as some of you may have noticed, it's also been a very long time since we last did a show. But a combination of too much shouting causing me to lose my voice and the majority of the Chelsea fan cars crew diverting to every pub 
from Munich to Calais means that this is the first chance we've actually had to get together to discuss the victory in Munich, Munich. And to make things worse, poor old Chich, I've been working like a dog for the last week, uh, stuck in an edit suite, making Paddy McGuinness's greatest football ads show, which uh, you can actually watch next Saturday on ITV1 at 9pm. Plug, plug, plug. Uh, but anyway, talking about Chelsea Fancast, I really hope that the wait will be worth it. I'm sure it will. Now, we will be discussing the ins and the outs of the momentous Champions League final on the show tonight, as well, of course, as giving out the match awards, the fannies for the man of the match, chance of the match, Guinness and Sally Moments, as we always do. Uh, of course, this lot will be regaling us with their tales of the trip to Munich and back, and uh, what happened when I joined up with them for the day, as well as the victory parade the day after, which I think I was the only one who managed to go to. Terrorist, were you not there? No. I was the sole representative of the Chelsea fancast, but I represented in true Chich style. I had my own parade there the night before. I will reveal all later. Um, <laughs> I can assure you all that the trip, the tales and the trip are not for the faint-hearted. Anyway, we will also be singing a song, as we like to do, in Shall We Sing a Song For You, and we'll be reading the best posts of the week from Facebook and Twitter in your on CFFC. No DLBIA, no Chelsea fancast Greatest Eleven, but instead we're going to have a special... Chelsea Fancast tribute to the complete legend that is Didier Drogba. I think that that would be very fitting. Now, the Chelsea Football Fancast. We like to Munich, Munich. We like to Munich, Munich. We like to Munich. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Ah, so there we go. I mean, I'm going to talk, we're going to talk about the game first, and we'll t- tell everybody about the ridiculous kind of fun that we were having uh, other than the game later in the show. But uh, one of the things that really struck me, I have to say, actually, the Alliance Stadium is mightily impressive. I don't know what you lot all thought, yeah. but... I thought, what a sta- what a stadium! Yeah, it is. It's phenomenal. You know, you, you often talk about going to like St James's Park or Old Trafford or something like that, and going that's a proper ground, and then you go to the Allianz Arena and it's just on a whole another level. It was, wasn't it? I was mightily impressed with that. Were you impressed with it, Tur? Yeah, oh, very nice place, very nice stadium. Yeah, <coughs> uh, there's more like that in England. And you can have a smoke at half time as well. You can have a drink and take your drink up to the well, I was smoking. Well. I was smoking where I was sitting, mate. It's everything though, safe standing as well. Yeah. They've got a lot. It's just like Wembley, but with atmosphere and better built, better design. But I, you know, you, you, I, I like the fact that you mentioned the fact that it's better design, mate, because, you know, the thing I felt about it was that, you know, whoever designed that stadium designed it with football in mind. So you had a great view wherever you were, the seats were relatively comfortable. Um, you know the, the the way that the kind of the acoustics in it were really good, uh, but it was it was just a beautifully designed stadium, and I thought they'd really thought about it, and it was a real pleasure to be in there. But going back to the game, one of the things that I noticed that as soon as I walked in, well, you know, as soon as the you know the pre-match stuff was going on, the Bayern Munich fans. I mean, you know, if you ever, if you wanted to know how utterly biased the whole event was, all you have to do is to wind back to that idiotic bit where the Bayern Munich fans at their end unfurled that. I mean, it was like Eurovision Song Contest in its Germanic proficiency. I mean, you know, <laughs> unsere, uh, what was it? I, I don't know what sta- what's the word for stadium in German. I can't even remember now. But stadion. You know, unsere Stadion, unsere Stadt, unsere Pokal. I don't see a problem with that. 
Why? They were supporting their team in a really good way. Really. They were sticking it right up us. I just thought, you know, actually, do you know what I really thought when I saw it? I mean, you know, joking aside, I actually thought, you know what? That kind of arrogance only goes one way to a mighty case of Schadenfreude. You know, and I actually, when I saw that, I thought, yeah, you're laughing now, you're laughing now, but you won't be later on. What little did I know it would be like? You know, three hours later, or what it felt like it, but there you go. Anyway, going back to the team, um, Di Matteo picked uh, Bertrand in the uh, kind of wide left position, which we kind of, you know, figured out early on in the last podcast, I believe, haven't we, Pablo? Well, we had a suggestion because he played there for the last half hour of the Blackburn game, but I didn't actually expect him to, to do it in, in the Champions League. It was a bit of a gamble, do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, it was a defensive move, but it was a gamble in a sense of the personnel, naturally. I mean, I, I think it paid off, really. I think it paid off. I don't think he did badly. I mean, I would have done that too. Robin was clearly the biggest threat, um, you know. So, so, I mean, what a lo- in a way, what a lovely position for Robbie to be in, though. Tell you know, he, you know, he doesn't know if he's going to be staying in the job or not. So he can say, well, bollocks, I'll just do what I think. Of. You know, I'm just going to give it a whirl. And I think maybe that gave him the freedom to do that. And a lot of managers might not have done that. Well, Bertrand was, you know, for, in eleven previous games, whatever it was, he's, he hasn't put he's put hardly a foot wrong. So yeah. it's definitely right to to bang him in there. I mean, he was so he would be so up for it. But apart from anything else, he's coped with everything that uh, but the games gam- has been chucked at him in the Premier definitely League. Definitely a gam- gamble, though. For, was that his European debut or first yeah. 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 European yes. start? Yeah. Yeah, so Ryan Bertrand, or Rion Bertrand, as we like to call him, I think he did a he did a good job actually. I mean, my other thought of the game was that. It just felt, you know, being there, it was just incredibly tense for for most of the game, I felt. And uh, it wasn't really helped by the fact that we were clearly being battered for the first half an hour, tell because we were. Um, well, at the time, you know, it's so tensed up, as you say, and uh, you can't really take all the football in. But watching the replay, for the first ten minutes, we, we didn't do anything. But then, you know... When we did get the ball after that, half an hour in, we started to play. Yeah. We started to put some passes yeah, I together. Sort of, I think. sort of timed it really and watched yeah. as to when. First two minutes were nothing really, mm. and then and then uh, and we gradually got into it. When we did get the ball, our passing was good yeah. and accurate, and we hardly put a wrong pass. That's when we did get the ball. Yeah. So all these everything that all the media now and people have just grabbed onto this thing. It was all Munich and nothing else. That, Bullshit. There was a load of Chelsea good passing in the first half and the second half. I mean, statistically, there's there's no doubt. But I mean, you know me; I've never been a, a great one for, for statistics and football because I don't think they really yeah, tell us. Let, let me just. Uh, but statistically, you, we were yeah, being battered. Yeah. Well, if you look at the corner count, because there was one period where we just headed a ball out corner, came back in, headed out corner, headed. That's why the corner count was so high because it just most of it was just in one little period. But of course, yeah, that is statistics. But uh, when Chelsea had the ball, they played the ball well. So Chelsea weren't battered by them, but it's just difficult to get the ball. You know, if, if they want a big open game, they play. Oh uh, well, neutral, they, you know, it's not about that. Yeah, it's if exactly good point though. It's not look sod that. It's not about that. You stupid idiots. Go and play FIFA but twelve. Anyone says Chelsea 
played badly, it's an idiot. No, I don't think, no, no, they played very, very well. But I they had we were atrocious, to be honest. You really do that? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I saw you before the game, and you must have had at least 15 of those two, you know, pike <laughs> steins. This is true. So I don't think you even knew who you were, Ross, let alone watch the game. Watch the replay, Ross. And I, actually, do you know what, mate? I, I completely disagree with you. I, I couldn't disagree with you any more than I, I am. I thought it was bizarre that, that, in fact, the team was full of a number of excellent performances, but collectively, I didn't think we were very good. I disagree. I think we, I think we had a game plan. And I think he stuck to that, and I think he knew that it was going to be really tough. He knew that they were going to pose a much more attacking threat to us than we probably could to them. And I think that he decided to suck it up and hit them on the counter-attack. And I think that what, hap- what went wrong in the first half an hour was that we weren't putting our passes together in midfield, so we weren't being able to break and get the ball up to the front two. Uh, I think that actually improved in the second half. I also think, you, you know, like Tell was alluding to, you have to take into account the fact that you know we were playing a good team in their own backyard. I mean, you can't have the dice more loaded against you in a European oh, Cup no, final. I'm not, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying anything was in our favour. We were, and we were, we, were cer- we were certainly for the last uh, for, for extra time and probably the last 20 minutes of, of normal time. It was, it was certainly much more of an even game then. But I thought up until that. I mean, I, I wouldn't at any stage, Ross, say that we were the better team on the night because I think that they. You know, in many respects, they outplayed us. They, I mean, on, I mean, the, the most hilarious thing, and, and again, I said this before the damn game. I said, you know what? All the pressure will be on us. No, sorry, on them, not on us. You know, they're at home. They had this huge expectancy that they were going to win it. They were having a party before they even started the bloody game. Uh, you know? I, wouldn't, I wouldn't actually say they outplayed us either because they just absolutely wasted everything they created. Well, that, well that's what I was about to say. I mean, you know, they, the, I, think, you know I don't think that they missed the huge amount of chances that they had uh, because they were useless. It was because they were so nervous. I mean, they so expected to win... They tightened up every time they had a chance, and that's and why we actually said that on the, pre- on the podcast. Yeah, we did. Didn't we? Yeah. We said, you know, playing in their own ground, it's, it's not necessarily huge pressure. But also, they just they weren't breaking us down like Barcelona getting in the box. It was long range shots. Rob, yeah. How, yeah. Every time, cut inside and yeah. sky it. That's all we yeah. kept doing the whole time. Well, yeah. We weren't uh, atrocious. Is completely the wrong word because yeah. we weren't letting them break that. down our defence. They weren't getting past us. There wasn't either chance after chance after well, chance. They had, a, they had a number of shots in just inside the oh, area. Oh, thinking Muller. No, not Muller. The other one, Gomez had the one he skied when he should have buried well, it. Gomez but, had two, didn't he? The other one where Rebury put the little ball through to him. Mm. But other than that, I mean, nothing. Fundamentally, the corner count doesn't matter in the slightest because there wasn't a single good corner out of them. No, I, I mean, they, 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 they were very, very. I mean, up front. I mean, had, look, had we been buying fans, I'd have been doing my nut. It was like watching Salomon Kalou being 11 players. <laughs> I, I think Bayern's game plan was really based on getting that early goal. And yeah. The longer they went, once we got that half hour and started to grow in confidence ourselves, they uh, must have realised that. Their chances are slipping away. Yeah, and and I, and I think Robbie's game plan was was a classic old, uh, you know, almost. I mean, here's the thing, actually, just watching that performance as a whole, it, it uh, you know, in terms of its European context, it it really reminded me of exactly how Brian Clough managed Nottingham Forest to two European Cup wins, and he did it exactly the same way. They defended doggedly. They soaked up the pressure. They took the sting out of the opposition and then they hit him on the break and they got one up and they said thank you very much that was the I know it didn't happen to us but that you could see it was the same kind of way to, to go and win a European Cup and I thought it's just ironic you know all those years later but with a team that's fundamentally not English that they played that kind of way I always said we only ever did just enough to get through every round mm. um, and if Bayern Munich hadn't scored we wouldn't have scored 
and if Robin had scored the penalty, we would have scored. Yeah. All we ever did, like the whole way through, was just did enough to um, get a like um, pass. Like Napoli always went to extra time. Benfica, it would took until right at the end when your man Tufty scored. And the same thing when Torres scored in Barcelona. At any of those, either of those games, we could have got knocked out right yeah. at the end before that happened. But fundamentally, the point behind that is we literally did score when we won in the last three rounds. We scored, we scored, we scored exactly <laughs> at the time that we needed to score to alleviate yeah. the pressure on the team. Yeah, it, it did and strike me during the game as a bit, bit like a rope dope the, the way yeah, the team played. Totally. I, I actually thought it was really important, you know, not just because it was a European Cup final, but as I said, I mean, do not underestimate. The you know how huge that task was to try and win a European Cup in Bayern Munich's home ground with all of that expectancy they had, and I think you know, I mean, not that I was any shape, I was no way was I in any shape to kind of watch that game with a, an intelligent kind of tactical head on. I was just sitting there having kittens for the whole game. But you know, taking the sting out of that team for the first kind of twenty minutes was perfect. That's what you had to do get the crowd to start doubting whether they were going to win get their players to start doubting and you know what it's like because we've all been thinking this for most of the European Cup season the whole kind of name on the cup thing you know if you're Gomez and you're Robin and you're getting through time and time after time and either check saving it or Luis is clearing it or you're hitting the you're going to start thinking you know what maybe it's not going to be our night the number so, of shots we know, ended up blocking as well yeah exactly like 20, 30 something like so that so actually I think in that respect I think it played into our hands and I thought we played that very well and I agree with Tell I think there's been a lot of complete muppets on there going oh we were rubbish we were lucky we mugged them so what football is about winning end of that's simple, right? Yeah, well, Bayern Munich got to the final um, on penalties. Yeah, exactly. I mean, weirdly, in the semi-final against against Real Madrid, I thought Real Madrid were the better side for two-thirds of that mm. game, and Bayern only started playing in, you know, in the last kind of half an hour, as well, I remember. It looked like Real Madrid, um, yeah, Real Madrid had the game sewn up originally yeah. when yeah. Munich scored and everything else. Um, yeah, like you say, about they did have that um, expectancy before, and they had all the pressure. We didn't have it. No. Um, we really didn't. They had, like... All the pubs were packed with their fans. They saw that whole like Olympic Stadium. Everyone was travelling around from Germany to watch like Bayern Munich. All their fans and they did. They had a massive weight on their shoulder. And they Chelsea, I think, particularly the old guard, played with uh, very good old heads. It was like you know they knew they kind of knew what they were doing, and I think that was proved massively by the fact that you know they upped their game. They went up a gear, knew what they had to do to get that equaliser, and they did. You know, and I and I they just kind of. I don't know, they just played with that kind of belief and that, that's what you get from experience about having been in those kind of games before and I think, at the, I think when it boils down to it, at the end of the day that is what it's all about and that's what makes the difference Right? Yeah, I do, I think at any point though, like when they scored, there's two ways we could have gone, you could have everyone trying to be the hero uh, well, three ways, everyone trying to be the hero just the team capitulating or everyone just sort of thinking, right, now stay it's calm. Nothing stupid. Yeah. Keep calm and carry on. Exactly. Quite right. Exactly. And that's what we did. Yeah. I mean, I talk about that. I mean, because really, you know, at the end of the day, I think the whole match was in many respects about that last 10 minutes. And, you know, I like so many people in there. I was just like, I just couldn't believe what had happened. And I could have gone into a very serious funk about it and not been very happy at all. But what actually kind of perked me up and got me going again was the fact that the Bayern Munich players spent nearly five minutes, but, you know, they were just... Like, talk about over-celebration, yeah. man. Unbelievable. There was that moment, and I just thought, you know what, you did that against Man United in 99, yeah. and you're going to rue that. 
And then when that flaming announcer came on, oh, yeah, uh, that whole it was just taking. There's there's the applause and there's taking the piss. But to be fair though, he was much better getting their fans up for our announcement drop was scored. So at least it got all the fans up for it. Yeah, but you know, I just kind of thought, you know what, that's going to come back and bite you on the arse. And so it proved. And what? I mean, he does it again. How does he do it? Amazing. What a header. But everyone knows as well that he always scores in finals. The only one he hasn't yeah. scored in was um, in Moscow. He scores in every final he plays in for us. I know. You can try and mark him all you want, but he's going to score. Immense. And that's what I said. I was, in the, I was in the pub and I turned around to Johnny Turner and said, they've had 20 corners or something. Would it, yeah, would yeah. It be just, it, we're bound to score from our first. It's just one of those things that you kind of thought, well, you know, I think we were telling everything to each other just to keep our spirits up. Aren't you, lucky, aren't you lucky you didn't have old grumpy pants Chidge down there with you in the hand of Oh, flames. I have plenty of old grumpy pants there. But Did I you? think a lot of us just believed just because we thought this is our only chance. Yeah. Did you not believe then, Chidge? No, that was the semi-final for Barcelona. Remember, I, was, I remember you didn't uh, know, yeah. but I was wondering <laughs> about the final. Well, oh, we, no, no, I, 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 I really did feel... I just had a feeling. I just thought this is going to be our night. Yeah, and, you right. know... It was very squeaky bum for a lot of it because they were really they were, they were really having a go and they that were, they so were very special. yeah they were very unlucky not to score. Um, but the longer it went on, um, I mean the only the, the only doubt I had, as I said, when that goal went in, you know, eighty three minutes on the yeah. clock, horrible time to concede, and I, and and for for about thirty seconds I thought, oh shit, we've blown it. And as I said, when I saw them all celebrating on the, I thought you arrogant bastards that's good. you are really going to rue that and I suddenly started believing it it's really really odd and then literally you know three minutes later Drog was put the ball in the back of the net and I, I mean you know I was right up in the gods I mean we were in the upper tier kind of fairly near the front row of the upper tier and I mean I was just a combination of that awful tube journey there and about 500 pints of Steinlager or whatever it was and, and just emotionally having gone through the ringer for that entire match I, I just didn't have the energy yeah. to jump up but from like a a stationary position. I have never gone that mad for a goal celebration. It was just, I thought I thought I was going to shout so loud that my lungs were going to come out of my mouth. I mean, it was just mad, and and everybody around me was like, as I'm sure they were for you, lot. Well, I think for us, I mean, certainly for me, it felt like the longest time before between the ball hitting the net and actually celebrating, even though it was like right down our end, and you could see what had happened. Yeah, you actually yeah. Got process it. Yeah, did that really happen? You got me yeah. sure. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was. Like, yeah. Stick his flag up. Yeah, exactly. It was an unbelievable you think goal. From a corner, but yeah. It was an unbelievable That's goal. That's what champions are made of. I know, but he put it away. I mean, it was oh, just. He sort of headed it in a near enough straight line. Unbelievable. It was, no, it was the way he moved. And t- he moved and turned. It was. I mean, oh, he was all over the bar. Yeah. He just moved and, like, just the coordination to. And it just. I mean, you know, Neuer had that ball covered. If you watch, watch it, as we have all watched it about 500 times since, but if you watch it, Neuer had that covered. It was so powerful. It was, just, it was a bullet header. Yeah, it was like a shot. Oh, I mean, you know, there's only one bloke that could do that. Yeah, what an absolute oh. legend! And I actually thought, though, I don't know what you lot thought, but I had a feeling that we might might, might nick it with a couple that of minutes. Free, that free kick. I love that. I really did that with it. It was brilliant. Um, Comedy moment. That's what caused him to miss it. He, he sort of over he overplayed he his, his support. But anyway, it doesn't matter. But I had a feeling. I just had a feeling because I just thought it would have been really really funny that with Man United doing it in '99 to them when they were wandering around, strutting around in their horrible Germanic arrogance. 
thinking that they won it and then United kind of nicked it from them and I just thought it would really serve them right if we did that as well I, well, I, I, I dreamt we were going to win 2-1 so there, there was you? a part of me thinking is he going to score this this would be magical yeah. I mean I had I had my money on 2-1 as well Ross I had a feeling for that so I, I, that's why I thought we may, you know, maybe we might just nick it in the last kind of minute of it you know but hey ho it wasn't to be and uh, and we had to put up with extra time which was always going to be squeaky bum again because you know what it's like people aren't really going to go for it and then Drogba of all people gives away a penalty Darren yeah, against Barcelona he did the same thing yeah. and the best thing about Drogba gave away the penalty was that it caught Ribery and Olic was one that missed the penalty in the shootout that was one of the three best things Robert did. Obviously, scored the penalty, scored the win, uh, scored the equaliser, and cropped Ribery. And everyone else thought that Ribery was faking it. I thought he was. That was yeah, I thought he was. Yeah. Um, but obviously, he wasn't. Um, Kel, <laughs> but he was brilliant at winding oh. up Robin when he was that like putting his, yeah. his arm around yeah. him when he followed him like a yeah. bad yeah, snow yeah, whatever yeah, Robin yeah. meant do you know apparently <laughs> he was going on saying you know you're going to miss this check knows which way you're going to go and, you're, yeah. and he got right into Robin's head and I thought top five. and he got the That's ball off Robin before Robin managed yeah. to take it because Ribery was obviously in the floor for so long Mikel just literally just took the ball off Robin <laughs> and started holding it why did Robin give him the ball <laughs> it was beautiful a beautiful moment of gamesmanship and I think we do we owe, Rob, uh, we owe Mikel a huge debt of gratitude for Clearly, putting Robin off, yeah. but I think we ought to note it was a huge, huge save Brilliant from Chelsea. Brilliant save. To think that like people doubted him this season, it's insane, isn't it? That was so, like, because when Chelsea obviously saved it, you can't celebrate for ages because it seemed like forever before he finally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, before he finally. It did kind of bounce up. Have you seen the Abramovich reaction to that? He's exactly the same. Really? Yeah. I've got to say, Roman's reactions were just hilarious. I mean, I didn't see them until we got home, but it's just that kind of. Yeah. I hesitate. Mama doing the hump, Luke. Yes. I mean, I hesitate to say it, but there was something slightly autistic about his. You know, I, I'm not trying to be rude or anything, but it, it was, wasn't it? It was like he had Anthony's the Chelsea football fan. I don't mean that in any bad way, shape or form. But I've been there. I feel for I feel for Roman. I, we've all been there where he was, and I mean, again, you know, we, we've said it a lot on this show. But I mean, if anybody doubts uh, what a fan of he is of this club, then just watch the, the highlights of that match and you see but, his reactions because they are the same as ours. It's brilliant. That's the thing. That's what the New York Blues say when he's been there. You can't approach him during a match. And he heads every ball as well. He kicks every kick. He doesn't want to be disturbed during a match. But obviously you don't normally see this about him. And that, I mean, they, they're normally show on TV that much. Stanford Bridge, he doesn't like it, so don't bother. Oh, is that why? He doesn't like it? He hates Pablo's. He hates yeah. Kalinka. That's why they don't play Kalinka anymore. Really? Yeah. That's no, shit song. Don't blame That him. and the fact that Bates did his little embarrassing dance when he crossed his thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he doesn't like any sort of attention. He likes, he likes Liquidator, though. Yeah, he clapped along to it. If you watch again, watch the highlights afterwards, or not the highlights, watch the rerun of the match. But when we were doing Liquidator, when the, after the cup was won, he was he was you know clapping out of time like all good Chelsea fans do. There he is. So there we go. Anyway, back to Ch- I mean, talking about Czech save it was a phenomenal save. But I have to say, the minute that that, that he saved that, that was it. I, I didn't care what was going to happen. I knew we were going to. Well, win. it was Drog- as Darren said, it was Drogba, Drogba with the stupid strikers tackle in the penalty mm. area that made me think, hang on a minute, you know. It wasn't, it wasn't a big hack, was it? You know, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah, it was a penalty. It wasn't a penalty. It was like a cat playing with a mouse, the way he sort of just tapped it. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. the right hack. It was never a booking. Like, he, the, the, free, uh, the penalty was enough. He shouldn't have got booked for it as well. But, and that's the thing, with David Luiz and Drogba being booked, 
I mean, they both can be liabilities, and I've said this before on the show about the drop end seems to let us down every time we get knocked out of Europe. And I just thought, don't do anything stupid. So you were feeling quite negative then, whereas I was thinking. I thought we'd win it. I just didn't think we'd do it with Drogba on the pitch. Mm, see, I just well, I don't think any of us could predict that that's what would happen with Drogba. I certainly couldn't. But I had a feeling. I just thought. That's it, you've blown it. You've missed a bloody penalty in extra time. Um, it's really interesting that you, you, you say that because you know, I, I, I have to say I felt really I just felt really confident that we were gonna we were gonna win it after that missed penalty. I really did. I don't know why, I just had a feeling. But, but it's so the thing is because it's ninety third minute, there's still so long left. And did anyone else think it was nearly off time when it happened? I can't believe it was only three minutes into our match. Yeah, I was, yeah. Well, yeah, because we, we actually started extra time really quite well, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. And it was only the, as soon as they got down to our penalty area, they... I was under the impression it was virtually immediately after it started. Really? Extra time, I, I don't, I just don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it was Good literally cool. the Good cool. Like, I remember looking off the court when I was thinking it must be nearly half time, it was 15 minutes gone. I remember the second period of extra time went by really quickly. Yeah, yeah. really quick. And there was a moment, I can't remember, it was just before or after, where Drogba had sort of picked up a knock or something and was running down the sideline. I think we'd made all our substitutions and I was like, oh no, he's not going to finish mm. another Champions League. That would have been a worry, wouldn't it? I mean, the, the interesting thing, I mean, it's the second half of extra time, I always just think, you know what, they're going to go for it for five minutes and then they're going to get squeaky bums and then neither of them are going to try and score and they're going to play out for penalties. And actually, I think that's pretty much what happened. I don't know what you think, Pablo. I don't have a lot to say about the second half of extra time, really. So you're doing, for, you're doing a forest gump, aren't you? That's I, think, I, I, think, I think both teams were absolutely exhausted, but uh, if anything, yeah. Bayern were more exhausted. They were. They were. But I think I think it's because I think they just must have known that they've blown it. Tell. Well, yeah, I reckon so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Chelsea did finish sort of. They looked the fitter yeah. and stronger. Yeah. And uh, you know, if, uh, if things were different, well, it doesn't matter now, obviously. But uh, you know, Drogba's goal had gone in the last knock-ins or before them, before the end of uh, normal time. Which, which, as we finished, we did finish it stronger. As we were saying, we uh, sort of mucked about a lot during the game, but Chelsea could easily have won it in normal time. With I know Ross is going to get the hump. I wouldn't say easily. Ross is not going to get the hump. Towards the end of the game. Towards the end of the game. I think the moment Maluda came on, we started to keep the ball a lot better up front, and we certainly looked like the equal team. It was just before that, I thought we won very yeah. I, I mean, do you, do you really remember Drogba doing anything for the first 70 minutes? No. Not, not because he wasn't trying. No, no, he, didn't get the ball. he wasn't getting the ball. But I mean, you know, the thing is, it, it never kind of really worries me uh, when, you know, I mean, people, I, I know, historically, have always had to go, oh, Drogba, he doesn't do anything, he's lazy, but actually, no, he's not. He's just a great striker who only needs a second to score a goal. And he can keep his concentration and his focus for 90 minutes and then he'll strike like a cobra and that is what it's all about. And I, and I love him for that and I don't have a problem with the fact that he's in and out of the game because actually his, there's, there's his no job is to score goals. Him, there's no real point in him dropping 20, 30 yards deep no. to, to get the ball. Because he gives away a penalty. <laughs> this is true. Who, when we got to penalties, I mean, you know, what did we feel like when, when it got... I mean, I'll tell you what I felt like. I, I, I basically had the hump. I just thought, oh no. I, I did. I thought, yeah. I thought, no, 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 it's going to be Munich all over again. And after having got this far... Moscow. Moscow. Uh, Moscow over again. I just thought, you know, it's going to, having got this far, it's all going to go really pissed off. And I, I actually just thought, right, fine. I just thought, you know, sod it. I'm, I'm just going to, like, whatever will be, will be. I'm, just, I, I'm not going to get emotionally drawn into this. I'm just going to sit down. Or kind of like on yeah, the... Let's not get emotional. No, 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 I'm going to, like, no... So I sat on the kind of the edge of my seat. I just sat back. I thought, right, I'm going to have a fag. 
I've been waiting for two feckin' hours for a cigarette. I'm going to sit here and have one. And I lit up a fag, and I just leant back, and I thought, that's, you know, whatever, penalties, whatever. I just let, you know, and then Matter missed, and I just thought, well, there you go, you see. Good job I didn't get excited, you know. <laughs> I'm sitting here having a fag, which I really earned after two hours of utter emotional drainage. So I carried on smoking my fag. And I just thought, yeah, that one's gone in, yeah, that one's gone in. Well, no, nice pen, Louise. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, yeah. Nice one up, Louise. Lamps. Yeah, one up that one, Lamps New School. That's fine. And it's like, who's next? I can't even remember. Oh, Oh, so I'm just calm. I'm sitting there smoking, (laughs) being chill, you know. And then when Schweinsteiger missed, I fucking I nearly launched from a from a kind of a semi-sitting position about four rows before. I, I just well. absolutely <laughs> lost it. What about when I absolutely missed it before it. that? Huh? When Olich missed it, did you not believe then? No. It was only when Schweini, <coughs> when Schweini, the pig mounter missed, I, I got very miss. so sorry. Saved, well, yeah. you know, well, it's a miss. He missed his penalty. Did not saved. score. Don't be such a pedant. Give some credit. No, he saved save. it. He tipped it onto the post. Absolutely. Um, but no, I mean, when, when Schwein, I mean, you know, Czech tipped it uh, onto the page, it was a great save. But only only at that point did I just, it suddenly dawned on me that, you know what, we're going to win it. And I did, I, got, I went absolutely mental. And then I calmed myself down. Well, I knew Schweinsteiger was going to miss, because did you see, I'm sure you've seen since, reaction his reaction to yeah. the Robin yeah. miss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'd not be able to watch. I'd heard that they yeah, didn't, they yeah. didn't yeah. have any volunteers. We had six or seven that wanted to be what, you, you had penalties. Time, yeah. They had two, which is why Neuer took Robin, Robin one, ducked it, didn't he? And why um, Schweinstein got sent to take the last one when he clearly wasn't in the right frame of mind to do it <coughs> good so, my um, heart's bleeding psych- for it psychologically we hadn't mm. long before that as we were you well, can say from Wallach's run up as well everyone said he's maybe really good penalty taker but he looked like but he is German yeah well that's the thing that's a good thing Wallach and Schweinsteiger both missed our two English people scored their two Germans missed and they're meant to be like hindsight's a wonderful <coughs> thing who else saw David Luiz's run up and was absolutely oh. petrified we were, especially we were on the table wasn't he was shocked Genk as well when he missed up in a way he made a Genk well, for the Genk one he didn't have a run up so no, he didn't he just it out I was kind of I was kind of the opposite to Yichich before before the penalty. You know, I thought uh, you know we've got a woeful recent record yeah. Yeah. penalties. Terrible. We're an English team full of English players playing a German yeah. team full of German players in their own stadium. We're probably going to win it. Amazing. My thinking was purely nothing I can do, no way I sit, nothing happens what yeah. influences in the slightest. So I'm just going to sit here and. I developed a routine after the third penalty, and of course everything went our way. That's what we all do. Like, yeah, Johnny Turner was just looking at the floor. Half the pub were looking yeah. out the window, yeah. not even looking yeah. at all, and just gauging other people's reactions. It's so I, funny how like creatures of habit. Aren't but it, it, it's fascinating. It's like like Pablo. I, I mean, that was the attitude I had. I just thought, there's, there's, I've done everything I can. You Did know, you not believe during it when they were taking all their five penalties? I just felt I'd done everything that I could in 120 minutes to influence that game. I just thought, I cannot influence this. I'm just going to have a fag and chill out. There's nothing I can do. As I said, until Schweinsteiger missed. And at that point, I just thought, we've got this. And then I just went mental. Then calmed myself down and started thinking, shit, 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 shit. One kick and we're going to be European champions. And just like, my legs just went to jelly. I felt ill. It was just awful. And Drogba banged it in. I just lost it. It was just the greatest moment of my life. It was just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, unbelievable. I'll say a few things. One. Unbelievable, Jeff. I can't believe that a pair of you weren't booing every time they took a penalty. Because so I was about I 200 yards away, you So was I, but it. if everyone does it... And my voice is pretty much gone by then. Oh, they yeah. The only thing yeah, that would yeah, put yeah, them yeah. off a bloody penalty is if they had to look at you before they took it, Darren. But I well like, know that. <laughs> I was like cheered with that. I was like, I'm going to let the penalties play themselves out. Yeah. And that's, that's oh, I was booing the shit out of them. Um... Lampard's reaction I wish the TV's had it 
I don't know if you like, all saw it in the stadium when Ashley Cole scored and Lampard turned around and celebrated himself. That was like, for me, that was like the moment really when he did his celebration himself. The TV cameras, they just miss it. You see him right at the end when he just finished his celebration, but he probably like turned, gave the old double sort of fist sort of thing. And that was the time I just thought. At the time, I just, I love when Lampard did that. I thought from then on, like. So, that. how did you feel when it went in, you lot? How did it, what did it feel like? I was oh, happy. God. Were you happy, Chris? I'm so surprised. Chiefly happy. You were chiefly happy. Pablo, do you care to disagree with him? <laughs> no, no. I think I think what Pablo means to say is that he it's thinks un- it. he's unfair. I think he thinks it's unfair that it was only Chris that was happy. Everybody should have been happy. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I was just kind of more thinking of my own reaction, which was tears were shed when we jumped. You, did you? There. Did you shed tears? Yeah, I, I did. Not quite as many as he did. But did Ross shed the loads of tears? I nearly broke down four times during the game, and then it finally hit me Monday night in Geneva. That's 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 what oh, I broke down. Text message. Yeah, yeah. Parents <laughs> sent this really you didn't, cool text. You, did, you didn't. Did you cry after the penalty? Oh no, I nearly cried in the taxi on the way back from Benedict Boyne to to Munich. <laughs> that's where we were staying. <laughs> did you Did you have a few tears, Tom? No, no. You were hard, aren't you? I was joyous. Didn't need any tears. Oh, I, I did. I am too old and grizzled to cry. No, I had a few. I'm not. But I love like the thing with jobless penalties. Like the view that like me and my family they're the same as Terry's in Moscow, and you see Terry's penalty go one way, Van der Sar go the other way, and the feeling then when you see that, and then when it comes back at the post, you just think, with, how? Yeah. Time. And with jobbers, like all I had in my mind was that when jobber hit the right way and everything else, but the feeling after that, thinking about like, Moscow and everything else, like. Oh, that I'll never forget that. That was in all the cup finals that I've seen with my family or anything else. All the players that are like hugging each other, we were literally doing the same huddle sort of thing, like the old mental family as Job was stepping up to take his penalty and everything else. And well, as soon as that went, though, Job was when you knew that was going in. When Neuer went the wrong way, as soon as he kicked it, you knew it was going in. I was saying, like I said before, and when the pub, like he bottles it for Ivory Coast in the Cup of Nations finals, he isn't like good at penalties when it matters. Um, so I was still a bit nervous when we went up there. And wasn't it Ipswich 98 or something? Before we played Fulham oh, September. Oh, was that that game? The Cup game? Yeah. That was the last time we won our penalties before Fulham in September. <coughs> in a competitive yeah, match. Yeah, something like that. Fulham yeah. in September. Excluding Community Shields. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's not a competitive match. Um, it was the same. Well, it isn't. That's what I'm saying. It's clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good. Let's just stay in the same way a bit Because the Reyes gets sent off the last day of the season and then still plays against us in the Community Shield it's not a competitive match so all I'm saying is that a competitive Rain match man. Rain man. it's only a second time like um, yeah it's your brother's an excellent driver you know what yeah <laughs> he's an excellent driver so you've got to be very careful with people like Darren they, they, you might have a panic attack or something if you keep correcting him you know you've got to be like really chill man right? I, wasn't, I wasn't correct Terry I hated droppers right? I remember standing there I hate short run ups to penalties because they mm. hardly ever ever work. Milka all the time, and Nevin, <laughs> and everybody's short run-ups because the goalie gets in the sort of tech, the swing of uh, when you run up. Have you got a short run-up? Got to give them the eyes, tell. And well, I think that's what Drogba did. That's why Louise's one big long run-up. You know, goalies. Yeah. Should I do this? Should I do I that? But short one, then they get in the totally agree. Swing it. So I was saying to Drogba, fucking take some steps back, do a run-up, do a, a bit of a run-up. And I was thinking, oh no, he fucking short run up, and then he put it in. So <laughs> but you know, I reckon he must have given. He must have given oh, noise. He must have given. But he must have learnt from. Like I said, the amount of times he's missed crucial penalties for Ivory Coast, 
He must finally have got it right. He must know, right, this is what I've been doing wrong, this is what I need to do. It I think he must have given Neuer the eyes, though, because Neuer so went the other way. So I think Jogger was yeah. like, gonna, I'm going to stick it there, going to stick it there, waited until Neuer moved. Schweinsteiger and tried to give Czech the eyes, but didn't, didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> well, trouble with Schweinsteiger, he's cross-eyed. So. Mm. Yeah. Too much pig sex. That's what it is. <laughs> Just to wrap this up, because we should wrap this up, really, because there's so much to talk about tonight. I mean, for me, I thought one of the lovely moments was almost immediately afterwards the wonderful irony was not lost on most of the Chelsea fans that were in the stadium that we had also not only just had we become European yeah, yeah. champions but we had mugged Tottenham off oh, and put you. them into uh, Channel 5, five fr- uh, Thursday night's Channel 5 and there was a lovely burst of are you watching Tottenham which I just thought was very appropriate it was um, uh, the other thing though as well as that before we go on to closing this up, the other thing the fans did well, which I loved, was when we kept saying, don't worry about a thing, and the full time, yeah. and the part time, and the time, before the penalties, Absolutely. that every single time, like from 90 minutes onwards, there's a break, like the whole, like the lower tier especially, I don't know about the two other tiers. We, we had to sit down, yeah, in the middle too. Really? Why? Joking? Almost the whole game we were yeah. sitting down. Are you really? actually joking? Why? Because everyone else behind us sat down. It's a safe standing stadium. You can stay, you can stay whatever, in Germany, you can stand where you want. Does it annoy you though that your ticket, my ticket was 70 euros and I was 10 rows in the, from the front you, row? You had great seats. Well, we were, we were front row in the middle tier. So yeah, what did you pay? More. Well, <laughs> twice it price. was priceless. What, yeah. sitting down all game? Yeah, you had expensive tickets. T- 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 that's why you had people well, going, no, no, sit down, please. It was only the second tier prices. Was it? Well, I think we had Mark, Mark Worrell was sat right behind us, and yeah. Amanda and Ozzy from uh, Gate Seventeen were sat behind us. Mm. The bloke who sneaked in, the bloke who sneaked oh, in on accreditation of fakes accreditation. Oh man! Stuck Good a lanyard point. around his neck and walked through all the security guards. No oh, way! No way! <laughs> he managed to get the first ten minutes because the people sitting right on the right on the left in the chart, but then he then he scarped. Yeah. But you can walk around any of the tiers as yeah. well. Though. Yeah. So it wasn't hard to just shift to go somewhere else, or even watch it from the back. Of like the lower tier people yeah, yeah, standing yeah. at the back and just sort of like ducking down a bit to see it all like. Well, we thought when we went out for a smoke at half time we thought it was a trap and they wouldn't let us back in. <laughs> it's a trap. Sneaky Germans. <laughs> so how does it feel? I mean, is it, I mean, it, this is a really important thing. How does it feel to be champions of Europe? All of us. I mean, it's been over a week now. It's going to be longer than a week. It's going to be that first game of next season. Yeah, that's, I can't wait for that. It's yeah. going to be when it really sinks in when we can tell everyone else. Who's not a fan cast listener or another Chelsea fan that we're in Champions of Europe? That yeah. When you, the thing is though, even not just that, the, the amount of times I've been, I think all but one time, in the, when we've been knocked out, um, when we drew one all Barcelona when Lampard got the last minute penalty, um, you know five or six. That I think that's the only time I've not been on got knocked out, and you just think about every time, where well, like the Liverpool and penalties, the Liverpool the Phantom guys in the course, the Iniesta goal. Moscow penalties every time you just think it's never going to happen it's never going to happen that's the modern thing with me not the fact that we can say we're champions of Europe the amount of times we've come so close like it's so close and just not quite done it and now we have an all season I've been well not all season but since about March I've been like, I can't wait for the fucking season to end mm. and now I don't want to I can't wait no, for the season I don't to want it to end it's really interesting actually I'm sure Tell would probably agree with me on this but for me but I think for a lot of older Chelsea fans it's probably why I shed a tear or two right after Drogba scored that goal and I'd, I'd done my nutty celebration as you do. But it was that feeling that growing up, you know, in the 70s, watching Liverpool win it a lot and, you know, and Eng- English clubs generally doing pretty well in Europe. 
you know, and, and we were rubbish then, let's face it. And I, and I, and I, and I just, you know, I, I never, ever thought that I would be there to witness Chelsea win the European Cup. And if you go right back to the 70s and the 80s, when we were playing really great teams like Rotherham and Carlisle and Shrewsbury, you know, the, the thought of us winning a European Cup is just insanity beyond belief. And, and we've been so close for the last you know, nine years. Remember, almost, almost cruelly close. I remember when Drogba scored a penalty, I remember just saying, we've done it, we've yeah. done it. And I, I couldn't stop saying, we've done it. It's as we've done it, and I couldn't stop saying that. The brokenness of it, and Martin Knight was two rows in front of me, yeah. and uh, everyone was going loopy. Of course, there was a couple of Barcelona dotted, uh, Barcelona uh, Munich dotted about, yeah. and uh, you know, I just, uh, just couldn't get rid of that feeling. We've done it, we've done it. I couldn't get rid of that feeling whatsoever. There were no tears; it was just joy. Mm. And never take it off us. Right. I know. Yeah, we'll always it. have that it's gold star. Done. It's been done. History, Keep mate. Gobshite shut. Zelly, I was going to sorry, just quickly, two things. One, I just want to let you know come close to me so I can kiss it to the core. And um, secondly. Just like the apple and the orange. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and secondly, um, you were talking about your celebrations. I don't think yours were captured and went out to 300 million people were having here watching it. That's all I say about that. Were yours? Yeah. Oh, have you not seen no. my pictures? Have you not seen the pictures? No, no, no. There's, this is why there's, some, face oh, page no, there's something so wrong with television. Have you seen the if I'd have been directing it, I'd have moved away have from it. You've seen the celebrations from all around the world. I've, I've watched hours and hours of. I've been uh, working all week, man. And I've missed it all. Everywhere from, uh, from Moscow to bloody um, Hong Kong, Shanghai, Stanford Bridge to Germany. All over the world. And they are all really good. And it just shows that. Chelsea supporters all over the world, they know what it, it, it meant so much to all of them because all these different countries, yeah. loads of countries in Africa and all cities in America and Moscow and God knows India, and it just shows they all celebrate the same way. It shows how much it means to a Chelsea fan. They all it's know just the huge. Score. Have you seen the one of um, uh, New York Blues celebrating in the streets? Yeah, brilliant. I haven't, but talking, oh, talking of New York Blues and uh, talking of other people around the world celebrating it, I mean, we were all, bar Chris, lucky enough to actually be there, but um, somebody tipped me off to this. I, I forget. <laughs> just don't rub it in anymore, mate. Uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, have shoes up here because you <laughs> were there. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm, just having a, I'm just having a quick head count. Uh, who let the side down? Oh, yes, Chris. Was oh, there. Oh, right. What a nasty boy. I said to you before the show, I said to you at the show, I said it, it, it pained me like you wouldn't believe not to have you there because actually what was really special for me about that day, apart from the fact that we won the European Cup, it was the fact I was with most of the people around this table, apart from the idiots who couldn't find their way there. Including Dr. I was asleep, man. Maybe another fan cast listeners in the I got very drunk the night before. But no, I'm seriously. It really pained me. It really pained me. I'd scrap an egg. It did. It's okay, it's okay. I've got over it. Um, anyway, look, there were a lot of other people around the world who were celebrating like you wouldn't believe, and uh, the BBC uh, got them on the phone and interviewed them, and I've got a few clips of uh, people in Australia, uh, people in uh, New York, and the fantastically, beautifully wonderful Beth Wilde, the Queen of CIA. Check this out, it's absolutely brilliant. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters. And proper Chels. We 
Real fans, real opinions. Steve Hall is the chairman of the Connecticut Blues. Steve, welcome to the show. Uh, where did you watch the match? Uh, we watched the match at Anna Liffey's Irish Pub in New Haven. Is, is there much of a Chelsea fan base in Connecticut? Uh, yeah, we are the Connecticut Blues. We have about 140 members, and uh, we're an official supporters club. And um, it, it was a fantastic day there. Uh, and and we're, all, we're all 140 of you there watching it? Uh, there, there was a lot. Of, there was at least 140 there, yeah. It was great. I, I imagine the emotion must have gone up and down, particularly during that penalty shootout. Well, um, getting to 88 minutes, uh, Drogba scores with that brilliant header right in the top corner. And um, I knew right then we were right back in it. And, and we always kept believing. We believe in Drogba and, uh, and the old school Lampard. It was really good. What does it mean to you over in the States? You can't surely have the same connection as the West London Blues, can you? We we have a big we have a big connection. We are we are totally into the singing, and we go we watch every game. And uh, I've been um, I've been a Chelsea supporter for uh, fifty years. I was born in Hammersmith, and I've um, I've been a member of the New York Blues. I like to give the New York Blues a mention. Uh, Mike Neat is um, he runs the New York Blues, and. Um, we are a very, very active club. He is actually in Munich today. Um, and we, we sing at the games and we chant and we just don't stop believing. This what, is what, what, what do you sing, though? Have you been singing Blue is a Colour tonight? Has it been all about that? Yeah, we've been singing Carefree. We've been singing all the songs. We had a great time. I'm, uh, I'm originally from England, from, um, from Hammersmith, and... Um, I uh, I go to uh, Chelsea a lot, and we were si we know we know all the songs, and um, we're singing a lot. We the atmosphere in Chelsea um, at Anna Liffey's pub today was unbelievable. Yeah, but you didn't have anything to drink, did you? You sound remarkably sober on a night like this, and all. <laughs> Come on! I was driving. I was driving, <laughs> so I did have a few beers. <laughs> okay, well, good for you. Uh, you. Just give us a taste of the singing. Blue is the colour. Blue is the colour. Football is the game. We're all together and winning is our aim. So cheer us on for the sun and rain. Because Chelsea, Chelsea is our name. You have lost none of that passion, Steve. We're really good to speak to you. Steve Wall, their chairman of the Connecticut Blues. What about down under in Sydney? Steve Simons, uh, can you give us uh, an equally fascinating and wonderful rendition? Uh, well, I think I would have to say more likely, carefree wherever we may be, even in Melbourne and Sydney. Yeah, but you've got to sing because, it. Uh, you've you got to sing it. You can't just say it. I'm, look, I've been drinking since 7 o'clock in the morning, and it's now, sorry, in the evening, and it's now quarter past 10 in the morning. So I think we'll leave the singing for a while. How <laughs> but you, how it was you, a monument performance. How, how are you feeling? Been, oh, look, it's... <laughs> I don't believe in destiny, but... Uh, <laughs> the more you went on through that game, 
the more you started believing that it was it was just going to happen. The, the, the idiot Heinkes, why he didn't switch Robin and Ribery to expose Bosimo to Robin, it, I'm just so glad. <laughs> they, both both Heinkes and Guardiola played to the Chelsea game plan rather than against the Chelsea game plan. I mean, it was... <laughs> You can't get much luckier than that, can you? We played our game. They didn't counter it. You Chelsea lot are gentlemen. I know because, you know, I spoke to the old king of the King's Road, Peter Osgood, once. You're gentlemen. It it doesn't become you to insult the German coach, though, does it? it? He had his game plan. It wasn't perhaps the best one, but nevertheless, it was the one that he thought would work. He's not an idiot. Well, an idiot's not the right word, but... Surely, after he's spending maybe 60 minutes with both Robert and Ribery cutting in, Gomez got no service through the whole game, did he, really? Just switched him over for uh, 15, 20 minutes to take in, take in our defenders on the outside and put some crosses in. Ah, it just, uh, well, I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy. I mean, let's be honest, we were threadbare. With all the suspensions and the injuries and what have you, we were down to the you know the, 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 the stitching on the pants to keep them up, what? and we still managed to pull it off. We even gave them a penalty start and we pulled it off. <laughs> How much support did the Blues have down under? Do you know? There's a lot. Obviously, there's a lot of uh, expat Brits like me out round this way. Um, we get to catch up from time to time. It all depends. Sometimes. Uh, the uh, the greater uh, penetration of cable TV means more guys tend to watch it at home than used to go down the pub when few guys, you know, very few people had cable TV. Uh, it's uh, it's always at antisocial hours because like the kickoff was 4:30 in the morning local time, which is means you're never going to get back to sleep again after the game. And if you stay up all night but watching the game before the game means you're bumping into things for the whole of the next day. <laughs> well, it'll be worth it. And thanks a lot for telling us about it, Steve. We've also got with us Beth Wilde, who's in Addison, Texas. I can't imagine there are many Chelsea fans where you are, Beth. We had about 150 to 200 in the pub today. Good for you, then. Uh, what does all of this victory mean so many miles away from Stamford Bridge? It means absolutely the same as it is in Munich tonight and, and in SW6. It means the world to us. Just because there's a bit of difference, a bit, a bit of distance, doesn't make it. I, I, you're going to make me cry again, and I've cried for I don't know how long. This is amazing. I've supported Chelsea for over 30 years. I never, ever dreamed that this would happen. It has happened, and it might take you a while to register that. But what does it mean for the club, though? Is this the hoodoo off your back? It's the hoodoo off of our JT's back. <laughs> Is it about JT? He wasn't even in the final, was he? It, 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 of course he was. He wasn't there on the pitch, but he was there in spirit. He is our captain. He is our leader. He is a Chelsea legend. He is... we. We all were paying for for him when he got the red card. But, you know, we are one club. We are one club, united, together. And, you know, you can't stop us. We're so passionate. We believe so much. Robbie DiMatteo, oh, my God, you know, I'm so glad that he's there. And, 
that's that's Chelsea, you know, pulling from our old boys, pulling it all together, and you know we will not no surrender. What, what, what was going through you emotionally as you watched the penalty shootout? Though that was the most dramatic part of this final, wasn't it? Um, I was standing in a pub. We were all arm, you know, linking arms. You know, I, you know, fear. Um, you know, but you just have to believe. You just have to believe. Petr Cech worked so hard today. He was so on his game. You had to believe in him, and he came through like he always does. And our lovely Frankie and Drogba, you know, and and how impressive that David Luiz steps up to take a penalty. I mean, curly hair and all, you've got to love that geezer. <laughs> you've got to love it. What, what do your American friends make of you all, you know, going through all this emotional roller coaster watching your team? You mean my friends that aren't Chelsea? Yeah, well, you get ordinary Americans who maybe don't even understand. They think I'm mad. <laughs> they think I'm mad, but, I mean, Chelsea is, you know, I, I mean, I'm sitting here in my car. We had a guy come over from London. He had come for business. He came down to the pub with us today. I mean, he's seen it. He can vouch for it. It is mental here. They perhaps don't understand the emotion. I'm not trying to knock American sports, but they don't—they don't get as emotional, do they? No, no, no. There is nothing like watching. I mean, I knew that 30 years ago when I went to my first Chelsea match, and when I went then, I there was no other game, there was no other team. My life changed that day, October the 10th, 1981. I mean, we were in the second division. I'd never seen it. I'd never seen a football match. I'd never seen Chelsea, you know, anything. And I fell so in love, and I fell in love with the supporters first, and a certain Mr. Clive Walker. The curse is broken, says Tony in Chesson, who's just texted us. He says, we beat the Germans on penalties in Germany, in their own ground. Only Chelsea, the first Londoners who are now European champions, could do that. Does it mean more to have beaten the Germans in their own home and, and on penalties as well? I know, I know. How about that? Does that give us some hope for um, the Euros this year? Oh, so you're an England fan as well then? <laughs> I grew up in English football. How could I not be an England fan? That's, that's good to know. Really good to know. Um, well, <laughs> my congratulations, Beth. What can I say? Uh, well done you. Uh, well done to my team. Well done to the club that I love more than anything. Beth Wilde in Addison, Texas. Thanks very much. And thanks to all our other uh, Chelsea fans from all around the world. I've got a smile on my face. got a smile on my face like everybody else. So let's speak to two New York-based Chelsea fans about how the Blues did in the Champions League final. James Sweeney is from the New right York now. Blues. So what, do you guys want to make some noise in the background when I say make some noise? Yeah, yeah do you guys want to do that? Make some noise! Yeah, we'll, we'll make some noise. It's all right. We got you. Okay. Just, just you, know, let me know, you know, let me know when I'm live on air. Yeah, you're live on air, James. Make some noise. Hey, make some noise, everybody. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey James, what do you call that? I said make some noise. Mr. Jo gentlemen, uh, I, I can barely hear you over there at the BBC. Yeah. The truth is, when... No, James, I haven't asked a question yet, but I was wondering if you could say to everybody there, all the ugly people in the house, keep quiet. It's 
Okay, okay, okay. Uh, James, we've already had some big ups to you uh, from some Connecticut blues tonight. I understand yeah. as well that for the first time ever, the football, not baseball, off terrestrial television prime time. Everybody in New York, even those who don't know what soccer is all about? <laughs> there's, there's a lot of people in New York City that do not know what soccer is all about. And for the most part, everybody's going crazy and screaming and yelling. Have, have, there's, a lot of Chelsea, there's a lot of Chelsea kids out here this evening. Yeah, but I thought New York was a, a Man United town. New York City is not a Man United town, BBC. I'm very sorry. If you walk down, the truth is blue is indeed the color in New York City, especially tonight. Because I know a lot of... Arsenal New Yorkers, but I, I never knew there were any Chelsea New Yorkers. How, how many fans are there out there of Chelsea? Well, if, if you're going to tell me there's a lot of Arsenal New Yorkers and Man City, Man United you know, New Yorkers, that obviously proves that obviously, right? That obviously proves that you have never been to New York City before. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have, but Jeff, I'll take your word for it. Is it a New York? Uh, are there many Chelsea fans in the big city? Tonight, because as you know, I'm one of the webmasters of CFC and NYC. We had about 500 heads plus come out to Legends this evening. And uh, it was it was ecstatic. People could not even get into the ball today. How about buy-in fans tonight? Any any insight? Well, for the most part, there was about 20 buyer fans in the left corner. But most of them were at the German Bear House. And I, I have a funny feeling that a lot of the glasses were full of tears. We've got Fernando de Leon with us as well, Chelsea fan. Uh, Fernando, good morning. Good evening. So, is blue the color in New York? Uh, today, it definitely is. It was a fantastic day out. Uh, I've lost my voice and starting to get it back. And uh, it, was, it was just a great day. The whole drama of everything was fantastic. But the, the penalty shootout must have been the, the most... Uh, was it distressing or was it a pleasure to watch? It, it was both. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, for, for most of the Chelsea you know, supporters who, who witnessed what happened in, in Moscow back uh, four years ago, that, I mean, that was the first thing that, that popped into my head. Um, you know, and we, especially when Juan Mata missed the first kick, you know, you sort of think, well, here we go again. But... Uh, we, Peter Cech was outstanding today, and uh, he kept us in it. And, uh, you know, to, to be able to uh, to win a penalty shootout against a German team in Germany, uh, a fantastic day. And as you can imagine, the, the, the Legends bar was uh, pretty much shot the roof off once uh, Diego uh, hit the last penalty. Is, is, that where, is that where you watch the match, at the Legends bar? Yes. Uh, I was at the same bar as James. Uh, we Unfortunately, we were... Uh, because there were so many people there, it, I mean, it was absolutely insane. It was a 2-4 bar, and, uh, you know, I didn't see any of the people I know until after the game when they cleared out. I mean, it was just a, a ton of Chelsea supporters uh, filling the bar up. It was fantastic. And how did people respond when that final penalty went in from Didier Drogba? Uh, I mean, it, it, was, it was downright orgasmic, that, that kind of thing. I mean, it was just... Uh, we were just jumping up and down in celebration. I mean, I didn't even, uh, you know, obviously I saw them lift the cup afterwards, but the whole, you know, 10-minute interlude after that goal went in, or after the penalty went in, I can't recall a single million of it until I, uh, I was able to come home and watch. Uh, luckily, I recorded it and able to watch what actually happened. I mean, it was just, uh, 
it was just fantastic. I mean, it was it was so draining, the experience just emotionally. So much invested into the uh, into the match today, and it, and we were just fortunate to to uh, get get the result. Should you have a bit of a sing song just in celebration? You happy for that, Fernando? James, you happy for that, for a sing-song, just to celebrate? You want us to sing a song right now? Yeah, let's all sing blue as a colour, is that all right? very much to James Sweeney out of the New York Blues and to Fernando de Leon. Right, lovely stuff. So, of course, tell if um, you support a team that has just won the European Cup, how would you celebrate? What's the best way to celebrate that? What kind of garment would you think of purchasing to celebrate a European Cup win? Tell, what would you buy as a celebratory piece of clothing to you know, affirm your loyalty to Chelsea. It's so obvious it'd be a Chelsea fancast t-shirt. Ah, what a great idea, Tell. Oh, right. That's you a, got I it didn't you think of that? You got it in one, yeah, and he's absolutely right. And I remember Chelsea wearing these one out there all the time. He did? You? I wore mine. Yeah. I, I had, do you I know what? I had mine on the day of the game. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of them out there. And mine me and Blue did, me and Clifford. Well, Cliff until he swapped it for a Munich shirt after the game. Oh, did he? Cliff. Cliff. <laughs> 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 there's some happy German yeah. chap going... I have a Chelsea fan club t-shirt with the famous Guinness and the celery in the Guinness. Um, anyway, um, how, Cliff, you're now drummed out of being in the official happy band. We still have to buy another one. Oh, yeah. Uh, Cliff, uh, yeah, <laughs> Cliff yeah, buy another one, mate. It's and easy. Chidji's now put the prices up. Now it's the summertime, Cliff. So uh, yeah, I know. The, the pre-summer sale is now over yeah. and the prices... We're, not, we're no longer talking austerity rates. It's... Uh, they're no champions longer, of Europe rates. They're champions yeah. of Europe rates. And I think if, if Chelsea Football Club and charge a markup on everything because they're champions of Europe, so could the Chelsea fan club. Actually, no, I wouldn't do that to you because I'm nice. But they are... Right, so they are £12 if you're in the UK. They are £14 if you're in Europe. And they are £16 if you are in the rest of the world. So that would be to you, Cliff. If you want me to ship you one out to Oklahoma, you pay me 16 quid, and it will be done. All right? Uh, the other thing is, of course, uh, you can't get them at the CFC UK stall at the moment, obviously, because it's the end of the season. So the only way you can get a Chelsea Fancast t-shirt this summer is to do it on the website. We have a merchandising page. You can pay by PayPal. Uh, those prices include postage and packing. There are no extra large left. It's only large and medium. So if you are a bit of a big lad like me, get in the swimming pool, lose some weight, and it'll fit. All right. We'll try and get some out for the summer tour, though. Yeah, yeah, you're going. I'm not. My brother is. I'll oh, try and put him to packing a few. Yeah, I, 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 might, yeah, for I us. know. She's already promised me that. We're going to get a gold badge on the next one. Uh, we will get a gold badge yeah, on the next great one. Just for you. All right. After the break, we will be awarding the fannies for this week. Champions of Europe fannies. Champion fannies. Football fancasts are always on the lookout for enthusiastic writers and show presenters to get involved with our fancasts. If you want to have a go, I think you can represent the fans' views. Email us at getinvolved at footballfancast.com. Footballfancast.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft. 
inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved blue boy's life. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right, we are back. We are back with Champions of Europe fannies. I've always wanted to say that. I think I've now said it twice. Um... So, man of the match. Um, I mean, just a very quick, because uh, we really haven't much of a shout out, as Lauren reminded me during the break. We didn't have much of a shout out for everybody that played. But I thought that they actually all played really, really yeah, well. So, yeah, I didn't realise either. No, I we didn't mention anyone. Did no. it? <laughs> Bob and Bertrand at the start. I know, and Drogba, but there was lots to talk about, so that's fair enough. But I mean, you know, I thought Lamps captained the side brilliantly. He yeah. Really, yeah. really led from the front. I thought he was excellent. I thought Czech was just stupendous. I mean, saving. The penalty from Robin, you know, going the right way for every penalty in the shootout, and he's not exactly known for his penalty. He's getting better. He's getting a lot better. He can't cover much better than go the right way. I know. But as he was very quick to point out, I did my homework. I did my homework, which is good for him. And incidentally, as well, Peter checks on the new four-year contract. He did. Yeah. 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 I think a round of applause for that because that is a big, 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 big piece of news. He's only thirty. He's only thirty. Um, I thought Cahill and I think Louise need a huge mention because oh. they clearly weren't fit and yet they put it all out there. And so, yeah. Did someone know. keep a check of how many blocked shots, how oh, many times they just huge. threw their bodies in the no. no, that was a check. No, no, you're behind, Ross. Keep up. Uh, no, I mean, exactly. I mean, they were absolutely immense and they were, you know, their asses were hanging out by the end of that game, but they still carried on, man. And uh, I mean, you know, they gave everything for the cause. What and more had the energy to run up for the. For the penalty shoot. Well, he did. And there's more on Louise later, actually, because, of course, there is a celery moment for the Champions of Europe this week. Say, don't say it, Darren. Don't say it. It doesn't. Was it all about it? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. um, anyway, so who else? Well, uh, I thought that Boswinger, even Boswinger didn't have a bad game, to be fair. Yeah, okay, he was shit. I, just, just, I was just trying to be nice to no, the Champions of Europe. No, I mean, everybody so, played a part. Everybody played a part. And there I think are that's, some that's, special mentions that yeah, can't be but done. I think the whole team did all right. And, bec- and I don't think we would have won it had the whole team not done all right. And that's why I No, I, I take back the atrocious comment from earlier. Because well, that's, oh, at yeah. last. Uh, it's only taken him 55 yeah. minutes. As I said, as I said it, it's outright. No, <laughs> I don't know what I'm As on. I said earlier, it was, it was a bizarre mixture of 
brilliant individual performances, but it, it didn't, at least for the first 70 minutes, as I said, it didn't come together as, as, a, as a team. No, well, that's fair enough. Um, you know, who else deserves a mention? It's a, yeah. yes. uh, oh, Mikhail. now I see. That's why it was like, that, was, that was my kind Mikhail's of first, Mikhail's first half, he, he was well on the way to being my man of the match. Well, and um, he was absolutely brilliant in the first half. I'm going to let you into a little secret, Ross. Don't tell Are them, you voting for everyone? Don't tell the listeners. <laughs> no, no, don't, don't tell the listeners out there. But actually, Mikhail is my man of the match because I thought. He didn't put a foot wrong, um, and you know, because you know, I mean, you know, Mikel quite often will always, you know, do a miss pass or a stupid tackle, get a booking, da da da, da. But it was and a loose concentration or whatever. But I thought on the night he he didn't put a foot wrong. Did you notice how a few Brilliant. times he dived in. Yeah, absolutely. Well, he's been saying that as well. He's looked at the, yeah. all the, the videos. And he's yeah. Since since Di Matteo's taken charge, Mikel has, has finally shown a lot of yeah. people why why some of us rate him very high. And he's what twenty four. Yeah, but I thought it was a real mature performance from him. I thought Tell. it was a great performance yeah. from Mikel. I thought it was superb. I mean, mm. he made it only a couple of bloody misplaced passes, and that was it. But, but not uh, hang on, that his forward passing, mean, his astute passing was superb. He was he was setting Chelsea yeah. off uh, on the wings and stuff. He was really good. His, his astute pass, not just get getting Chelsea out of trouble. Astute passing, it was really good. I tell you who we, we, we also have to mention massively, and that is Ashley Carl. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. waiting for that. Yeah. I mean, again, you know, we talk about Drogba turning up for the big games and nearly always scoring in finals or semi finals. We talk about Lampard always turning up in big games and putting in big performances, but we don't enough mention that the other person who turns up and puts in a big performance in the big games is Ashley Cole. And I, again, I thought he was absolutely imperious. And I mean, talking of England, which I don't want to do because I don't give a shit anymore, but you know, how anybody could comically suggest that Leighton Baines is a better player than Ashley Cole needs well, to have their head stoved in, let alone checked down. Yeah, I mean, I think he let someone get in behind him once in the entire mm. game, sometime in the first half. Yeah. Um, but scored from it. Yeah, I thought that. Oh, from, from that one? Uh, I'm, I'm still not sure he, that was him well, or not. That's, that's not debate. There's it was, was better. Well, you know, there's an argument saying that, um, you know, I can't even remember because I don't think Bertrand had been taken off by then, hadn't he? So uh, there's yeah, an yeah, argument yeah. saying that whoever was tracking that player. I think two of them just got a little bit too occupied with Gomez mm. and yeah. Muller kind of sneaked in. Well, well Muller was playing that inside right position, so he's constantly just yeah. behind Lampard. So really, between the three it, yeah, of them, it's exactly. difficult to pick oh, yeah. up a blindside run at the back. I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame Ash for that. A hundred percent, and I also think it was a bit of a spawny goal. Actually, I mean, I know they say head the ball down, and that was a, yeah. it was a great header. It in was that it really the only place. But to it kind of just—I know—it was yeah. very unlucky that he didn't actually manage to fist that away. But there you go. There we go. Um, anyway, moving swiftly along. Uh, who are we going to give the man of the match to? Oh God! Ro- uh, ter- uh, tell. Well, hey. Well, hey. Oh, not him. He didn't play. No, no, no. Oh. Tell. I mean, I would. I, I would actually. I was there. Yeah. I was in the middle I, of them. I, I would give Tell man of the yes. match. Why wouldn't you? He did an excellent job. He did. There, so. It was Tell that instructed to drop and take the penalty. He just told us that. Chant of the pre-match would have been um, Chell Tell. 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 Who's going to get man of the match? Tell who are you going to award it to? Well, it's only got to be one geese. Even though they all played great. You know, and we said about Nicole and Ashley Cole and Dropper for match winning performances. 
but it's got to be check. Check for you? Oh, for, for going the right way for every penalty. And and I reckon that's why I dropped uh, ran over to check at the end. Well, uh, he happened to be near him, obviously. Yeah, well, that could, be, that, you know, but, that could be the reason. No, because, because, he's, because he stopped Robin's penalty, so check. Uh, so uh, drop a book, you know. I couldn't be doing this unless it was for him. Checks, checks for you. Yes. I, I mean, you know, frankly, that's a pretty decent shout because I mean, yeah, you know, I thought the shout was huge, absolutely huge. Lauren, what do you reckon? It's so hard to pick one player, but um, vote for one. I can't. I can't. You've got to vote for one. Those are the rules. Can't. <laughs> Not yours. No, they are my rules. Um, yeah, I'm going to agree with Tell. You have to give it to Shell. No, there's a rule that you can't agree with Tell. No, no, that's the only rule. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that rule is good, then. Yeah. All right, two for Czech, Russ Maureen. Uh, I thought it was really fitting in a way that one of his most landmark performances for Chelsea uh, nine months ago wouldn't have considered possible when we started playing with Matter behind and two deep in midfield. But I thought that was one of Frank Lampard's best Chelsea games mm. ever. And he mm. wasn't playing as that sort of auxiliary attacking midfielder. No, he was deep lying. Yeah, and he was class from from kick off to uh, penalty. Part of the part where we were playing atrociously. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, like I said, yeah. even uh, no, no, he just he was metronomic yeah. in midfield. The and way the way he kept the ball moving, you know, he, he had. He likes to move it, move it. He likes to move it, move it. I'm I'm just so delighted because I mean we, we we've been saying on the show for a long time now, you know. When, remember when all the the Lampard haters, you know, put their head above the parapet. Yeah, he should get rid of out at the beginning yeah. of last season. That, like um, AVB being the primate uh, Lampard hater, but I mean we were saying then we were saying look, okay, you know, so he hasn't got the legs to go do the box to box role. Who better to if you're going to play forty three one? Who better to put in the two? And Frank Lampard, because he's the only person on the side who could generally ping a 50-yard ball. Against you know. Barcelona, super. I think, yeah. I, th- I think it took a while for him to come into that position, personally. I don't think he played well in there for a time. But However, he is now. He yeah. absolutely is now. And you look at the Barcelona game again and think of all Iniesta and Xavi completing all those passes. The two best passes across those two legs were Frank Lampard passes and both of those goals. So. Without a doubt. So, uh, Good call, Ross. two for check, one for lamps. I'm liking that, actually. Go on. I'm going to stick with my initial uh, feeling on the night, uh, John over Macau. I, I was telling everyone who would listen. Uh, we're supposed to make Did it. anybody listen? No, no, no that's far too busy. <laughs> screaming. Yes. That, that Macau just, just grew into some enormous boots and was just imperious. He just looked like a man. He was an imperial up. mint. Yes, he looked like a grown up. Dazzard! <laughs> He did, no, mature quite young face, yeah. I, although I hadn't had a drink before the game. Liar, <gasps> liar. Like you had a Stein. Stein. What, during the day? Yeah. Bollocks. I didn't have a single of alcohol. Uh, look, anyway, I don't care about it. Let's drive Who are you voting for? Um, I was going to say Drogba because of the three things I mentioned earlier Crocking Rivery, a knowledge missed the penalty, scoring the equaliser, scoring the winning penalty. But yeah, I think Chelsea was, does make a good point. Check saved two penalties. He made some great saves during the match as well. And so oh yeah, three penalties. penalties. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I think it's got to be Check. He doesn't get enough recognition normally, but yeah, I'd say Check. Do you know what else I like about Check? What? <laughs> the old German accent you do when you do his. No, he wears glasses. Normally, Not on his plan. Yeah. That's what he's playing. He wears glasses. Oh yeah, yeah. Proper bookish. Yeah. So he's well. a goalkeeper and he can't even see. So how good does that make him? 
Instinct, mate. Instinct. Instinct. Uh, so another one for check. So that's three for check. I think I know where this is going, Pablo. Well, initially I whittled it down to five, all of which have to be mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's obviously check, Cole, Drogba, Lampard, Mikel. Yeah. However, I'm going to go for Drogba. Initially, I would have gone for check, but I'm going to go for Drogba purely because I think it's outrageous that he hasn't had a vote. Considering considering what he's done, I wanted to. I was going to. Chelsea so, charm me. Kind of doing the opposite. To well, you I've I've, I've, I've kind of voted, but not voted. So I could change my mind. Uh, what have we got? We've got Czech, check, check, Lampard, McCurl, check, Drogba. I'm going to go for Boss Winger then. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to stick with my original thought, which was I, I really do think that um, I thought, you know, Drogba, I mean, how can you not give him man of the match? He was, in the textbook definition of the word, the man of the match. He was the most efficient player on the puck. But Czech was absolutely astonishingly brilliant. But I just really think that Mikel deserved my vote because I just thought, you know, it. whilst you need the big players to turn up, the guys you expect to do it, like the Czechs, you know, the Ashley Coles and the Drogbers to turn up and do it. Uh, if you're going to win a European Cup, you need the other players to turn up too. You know, and I think Mikel, he more than turned up. So well done, Mikel. I'm going to give him my vote. But... Uh, the podcast voted for Czech. So yes. Czech is our man of the match. Yes. Oh, yes. Chris done a bit of a clap. Bit of a clap. Bit of a clap. Bit of a high five going round. Just for those of you listening in black and white. <laughs> um, all right, chart of the match. And I have to say, one thing we, we didn't really talk about, but isn't it lovely, um, even being in a stadium when we were outnumbered by at least two to three, isn't it lovely being in a stadium where there's like 20,000 Chelsea fans all singing and making a right old racket? I really love that. What do you reckon? Yeah, too fucking right. It was like the whole end was... Um, we were singing... Like, where I was anyway, I was singing the whole time. When I was looking around, I kept looking behind and up the second tier. I couldn't really see the third tier so much. Were you showing your head? Were you not? We, People were singing where you were. Yeah, yeah we, we were la- it was very loud when we sang. All right, well, I didn't look around the whole time, obviously. I mean, I might have mentioned it once or twice. I was ten rows from the front of the bottom tier. Yeah, yeah. But well, I, I texted you. Oh, sorry. Where were you? Where were, <laughs> is there photographic evidence of this? Uh, there might be. Yeah. Funny you mention Has it been seen by three hundred million people, all of sh- whom now have to retune their TVs? I believe I showed you the evidence in the break as well. Shit. Oh, shit. did you really? And I've forgotten already. It How might be my I? Facebook cover photo. Yeah. Um, yeah, but where I was, every time I looked around, and everyone was singing. Definitely where we were it was good. But during the game, it was hard. We tried to start songs where we were. It wasn't really happening. It was only like really? during the breaks. Mate, I mean, I was in the upper tier with the cheap, you know, the cheap seats for the proper fans. I was cheap seats. I was the cheapest. No, I was bracket. the cheapest. No, oh, 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 cheapest. I'm cheaper than you. We had the seventy euro tickets. Well, my ticket was fifty nine quid. I paid less than that. Same seventy euros. So up yours. I paid more than all of you. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Anyway, look. Bottom line is, you know, there was a lot of singing going on where we were. And it was just lovely. I just really enjoyed it. But in yeah. terms of choices, I think for me, it bottles down to three. Uh, I, the best rendition. I mean, and it really served them right, didn't it, the Germans? Because I mean, you know, they, they were quite quiet considering they should have been a lot. No, they they kind of dipped. You know, they ebbed well, and flowed. Well, you say what you say, but I mean, you know, I felt that they kind of ebbed and flowed. When they were loud, they were very, very loud, but they... For, for when a, they were bad. Yeah, you know, they made a lot of noise when all of them sang together, but there were 40,000 of them in the bloody stadium, and they were at home, for God's sake, you know? You should have expected that. So I'm saying, from that perspective, they were not as loud as they should have been. They're jumping up and down at quite good. Yeah, well, they were German. They know how to do it efficiently. Um, but, 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 they were stupid enough to sing a song that kind of went along the lines of... 
And immediately it was absolutely dwarfed, monstered out by... Oh, Dennis White scored a fucking great goal in San Siro. Ten minutes to go. And I have to say, it was just... Tears on the back of your neck. Everybody, I know. We you watch it back, and they're all going for it. And we started singing that, and we outside. It was just wonderful. Dennis Wise must be sitting somewhere, thinking, "These boys, I love these boys. I love these boys." Oh no, that was fantastic. I also thought, and I can't remember when it was. It was either just before the end of the first half, or just before or just at the start of the second half, or just before the end of normal time, or I, I don't know. It was near one of the many breaks that we had, but there was an absolutely storming Chelsea. Chelsea, 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 Chelsea wasn't there? Chelsea, 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 Chelsea. No, enough, we've done that. Uh, the other one I would say is that I think, was it just before the penalties, there was a massive keep the blue flag flying high, which I, again, hairs on the back of their neck time. So... There was a few times when we really, really belted it out, and, and those were the three that I remember vividly. And any one of those would do it for me. But what do you boys think? Uh, if I'm going to go for one immediately, it's going to be the Dennis Wise because that really was pretty fantastic. But I find um, there was a really good. Um, we all followed the Chelsea, and I find in the cup finals that tends to be the one that really reverberates carries, and, yeah. and carries. And yeah, that's a good one. Pretty well, but it's, it's Dennis Wise. Yeah, that, that was a good shout. That one. I, I've said it already I can't believe you, don't worry about a thing that was clearly the best one <laughs> after the 90 minutes half time and extra time full time and extra time at any point when we were singing that that was brilliant That nothing can top that if I cross out those three definitely don't worry about a thing that was the only song that I'd say this is a man who sings you erasure songs on the bus so <laughs> yeah. your vote doesn't count Chid, why don't you give a little respect and you're also, you're also you're also wearing you're wearing very gay erasure shorts as well for the listeners listening in black and white Chris please bring some sense back to the table I wish I, I could I to discover a little something to make me sweeter no because I'm just catching up the wheat is better no, from breaking my heart I'm cut you so out. in love, love with you, you. <laughs> Chris please I wish I bring some heard, sense back I wish I could have heard Don't You Worry About A Thing but obviously when we watch it on the telly during those breaks just have to listen to uh, Neville and Sunes and Co yeah. um, which is not music to my ears in any shape or form although they were still giving us some support so the one I did hear over all the noise that we were making in the pub Dennis Wise yeah it was wasn't it for me Ross in a similar vein to yours Chidge I'm going to go with um, the Bayern fans started singing something and then we just took over and went and it's super oh, yeah that's Chelsea. a good shout super Chelsea yes, I like I like tell what, what I noticed about the scene was that they had that bloody drum banging all the way through the first half which uh, you know and then they were singing on top of that the Bayern fans and there was no point sort of trying to Sing over the top of that because it's stupid. So the Chelsea fans didn't bother. But what I noticed was that the Bayern fans, when they stopped for a brief moment and Chelsea started singing, Bayern fans stopped and listened to what was being sung. I clock this all during the game. They they stopped singing completely, listened to what Chelsea was singing. So they should. And then then they started um, sort of a minute after Chelsea finished. But but they stopped to listen to all the Chelsea songs. And then because they could songs tell. Well, then they started the arms, but they, it's got to be the Dennis Wise yeah. one because that just uh, 
even at the top of the Bayern uh, yeah. singing of it, yeah. they were outshone. Yeah. That song was it was wonderful, wasn't it? Real yeah. hair on the back of the neck, standing up moment for me. Lauren, erasure. Um, <laughs> Take that. No, no, no. The um, apple and the orange. <laughs> yeah, we should give that one a shout out. Nope. <laughs> no, I was um, I was watching it in the English beer garden with about five thousand Chelsea fans, and um, there's a song about that. There's a song about the fight. Yeah, yeah no, do we don't talk about that. Lauren Agro, Lauren Agro, hello, hello, Lauren Agro. We used there's a song about where you watch that in an English beer garden. You know that one? Yeah. I was slagging you going with more lyrics, on the spot lyrics. I don't know what, but I can't hold things or something. I don't know, Lauren. Yeah, no, um, the one that really made me tingle was the Dennis Wise. No funny faces. Uh, well, if you say something like that, you'll get a funny face, my love. It's very simple. Dennis Wise, yeah, for you, no, yeah? Dennis Wise, definitely, it's brilliant. All right, say, who would have thought that song would win Chance of the Match from Champions League? Well, I know, but brilliant. isn't it brilliant that it did? Because right, it has, hasn't well, it? We've all pretty much voted for it. So. Well, any, Apart from Darren wanting a race, I'll give it its dues. The fact that obviously in the Champions League campaigns we've ever had, <laughs> that was one of that was probably the first most significant moment. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Actually, I hadn't thought of it like that. Yeah. Do you remember what year it was? Uh, Nineteen ninety-nine. October 26th, I believe. Probably, whatever. I, you know, I'm older than you, my <laughs> memory's <laughs> gone. Uh, all right, so Dennis Wise scored a fucking great goal in the San Siro with only 10 minutes to go. Is definitely chant of the European Cup final, the European champion chant of the match. Uh, Guinness moment. Guinness moment. Uh, I've got a, a few suggestions. One is, uh, there's a brilliant bit of matter skill where he received a, not a brilliant pass on the, you know, where the dugouts are literally just in front of the dugouts actually and he just about not only did he just about keep the ball in and he laid off a brilliant pass toward Drogba I think uh, was it, well I, I can't remember who it was because I was still just like I didn't, I didn't really see this during the game I only saw this when I watched it back but it was uh, it was a fantastic keep at the ball in play and then pass I thought that was brilliant uh, checks penalty save from Robin definitely gets uh, a mention from me and of course Drogba's goal which is just unbelievable what's Lauren Sorry. Are you tingling again or something? <laughs> <laughs> see, what's Tell done to you now? She's tingled all over the church. <laughs> well, can I say a funny story? What funny story? It's not time for a funny story. Okay, I'll, say, I'll save it. Time for a funny story later. It. You later. said what Lauren when she was laughing. I mean, what were you expecting her to say? I don't know. I, know, I, don't, I, never, I never know what to expect from you. He's just doing a substitute teacher thing. You know? I never know what to expect Share from you. Share your lot. funny joke with the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> Go and see the headmaster. Uh, <laughs> yes, come in for a spanking. No, maybe not. Um, all right, Guinness moment. Matter keeping the ball in, laying off a great pass. Checks penalty save from Robin. Drogba goal. Any others? Lauren, seeing as you're so keen to talk. That's a very yeah. teacher type thing, too. <laughs> If you're not going to say anything, I'm going to sit you over there next to to tell in Dunce's corner. Okay, check pencil. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? You can have you can have your own suggestion if you one. want. The first Which one was yeah. matter keeping the ball in. No, Robin. No, the first penalty. The first penalty save against Robin. Robin's playing a penalty. Sorry. Yeah. Don't make me laugh. I'll save. Yeah, what are you talking about? So what are you going for? You don't play for us anymore. What are you going for? Um, checks, <laughs> checks, checks, checks still plays. Yeah, stop confusing me. <laughs> right, everybody, attention. Lauren is going for checks penalty save from Robin. Right? Yeah. You still tingling? Yeah, I still tingling. All right, okay. Just checking. It's not my fault. Tell are you tingling? I am. Yeah. Okay. Do we, do we want to know more about that? No, not really. No. Uh, <laughs> Guinness moment. Got to be jobless header. Yeah, I, I think so. Nice 
for it. Got to be his beautiful header, wouldn't oh. it? Ross, what Tell said. Tell said he's tingling. You can't vote yeah. for that. Jogger's header. Chris, I'm something of a Guinness purist. You are, aren't you? So I'm going to go for the one that actually made me do the Guinness thing rather than just going crazy. Jogger uh, certainly made me come in my pants. <laughs> but as a Guinness moment, and it's Matt's skill. Sorry, Chris, we interrupted you. An actual you. Guinness moment is Matt's skill. Yeah, okay, fair brilliant. enough. Jogger's Jog- Jog- header was really skillful. Yeah, but you, you, you weren't appreciating the skill at that point. You were just. But it didn't make him nuts. go. <sighs> and this came at a time we didn't even we couldn't even get our foot on the ball, so we needed it like that. I think I was shouting "What a header! What a header! What a header!" about fifty times. In I was world. something like, "Oh my god!" Or, you know, All right, Darren. Moving on. Um, as much as I liked all three of Jack's penalty saves, they only stopped us. Lose, well, drop us one of them. Like Czech, Czech stops us losing the match, but Jobber actually won it for us. So I'm gonna not go for Jobber's header, but the actual penalty because that was the Guinness moment. We won the Champions League through Jobber's penalty. So yeah, Jobber's penalty. You're, you're going your own way as you invariably do, uh, Pablo. I'm with Darren. Isn't it? You, you just like to be. You can't see the thing is Pablo. There's a massive flaw in your strategy. You can't be the you can't be the only different one if you start agreeing with Darren. You just have to ask him first. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If you want this yeah. way around. All right. Uh, so you're going for Drogba's pen. Drogba's yes. pen, which is yeah. fair enough, because uh, as you say, that, that one's quite the game. good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> actually, you know what? I thought, to be honest, Tom, I thought it was a pretty average pen. He didn't really. He didn't hit it high. Did he, no. did he, he didn't. You know, he didn't run up no, no, He scuffed <laughs> it. He scuffed it for God's sake. And he hit it along the ground. You hate yeah. that tower. Yeah. 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 And he scuffed it really, mate. He shinned yeah. it a bit. I thought should be retaken. Rubbish choice. Never rubbish. Rubbish. rubbish choice. Uh, I'm going to go for Drogba's header because I just thought it was. I mean, you know, talking about going. Oh, I did much more than that. <laughs> Doing what? Oh. <laughs> that wasn't quite the sound you just made then. Yeah. Yes, I was way beyond the vinegar strokes at that point. Anyway. um... Drogba for me, Drogba for you, Drogba for, for you, Matter for you, Drogba's different penalty, Drogba. different Drogba, check. and you're going for check. Yeah, so checking. Drogba wins uh, for the goal ahead. <laughs> yeah. All right, just just so you know. All right. Don't okay. worry about a thing, Darren. Don't worry about a thing, Darren. <laughs> right, salary moment. I think there are loads of suggestions here. A few that I've scribbled down would be Branner sitting on the crossbar, celebrating afterwards. Mm-hmm. David Luiz sitting on the crossbar like an absolute loon uh, afterwards, which just really made me laugh at the time, let alone watching it back on the highlights. Uh, JT and Frank's celebrations, um, it was just kind of all very mad because they were desperately trying to get JT and Frank to lift the trophy together, and as it, in my opinion it should have been. You know, these, these pictures are the kind of things that, you, you will, that will stick in your head forever. You know, if you think about, you know, all the people, all the English teams that won the European Cup, you remember that moment? Uh, so what have we got? We've now got uh, Morelles and Boswinger and Kalu standing in front of JT, captain, leader, legend, and super Frankie Lampard. Our, our memory of the moment that we lifted at <laughs> the European Cup has got that... Brow, right in the middle of the shot. I ask you, and what every other shot? And your three favourite players. I know. I, I'm sure they just did it to piss me off, man. I'm, there's, I mean, the, the collusion like that is not. Collusion. <laughs> 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 
No pun intended. No pun intended. But Boswinger and Morellas and Kaloo, they just knew. They just knew. I mean, how could they do that? How could they do that? And David Louise was trying to push them out of the way. He knew. He knew what was going on. I don't know, Tell, what do you think? I just I was just like a gobsmack. Well, they let them get in the front because next year won't be the other boys will be doing it and they won't be there oh, well one can hope but, I mean, I, I, mean I, the, for me, I don't know it's a bit of a weird salary moment but I just thought it was quite funny uh, I've got to say that another vote goes to Roman going through the various gamut of uh, autistic emotions watching the game because I mean I just, you just got, I mean, I mean just what, imagine what it's like I mean okay I know what we go through you know just as normal fans but if you kind of like are really into your football and, and you, you know you kick every ball like clearly Roman does and then you add like how many billions has he spent to it as well you add all of that to it as well and then you can understand why he squirms like he does you know unbelievable but I've got to give him, got to give, give him a mention for that I thought the singing in the beer garden that we were in uh, I don't even know what it was called now do you know uh, Augustina Keller Beer Garden Augustina Keller Beer Garden which I was, just text that so many yeah, times which was kind of slightly north of the Hauptbahnhof yes uh and it was great because I mean we met up with everybody there and, and I, I mean, we were so outnumbered I mean 10 to 1 would have been about reasonable uh, um, well, there were several thousands we were in the corner there were several thousand Bayern München it fans it went on forever walking around I was trying to sell those fans really? I was about like 20 it was all Bayern Munich fans everywhere it was yeah. ridiculous we quite, quite we a few uh, Chelsea fans congregated around, around us well we were in one corner so was that really pretty much it wasn't it uh, there yeah, were a couple of other dots I mean, yeah. we, we drove past it on the way to the stadium actually on, in the taxi and they, they'd stopped letting people in and there were Bayern fans climbing over the big sort of 10 foot steel fences really? to get in around the side Jesus well we were outnumbered pretty severely but we made a wonderful Custer's last stand I felt and we oh, sang yeah. our bollocks off led by Phil uh, Psycho Phil and uh, even Hickey Hitmont was there which was just unbelievable yeah. but uh, we, we really sang it was so good actually by the end of it a lot of the Germans were coming up to us and asking to have their mm. photographs taken with us and can we sing them more songs they were loving it they said they'd never seen anything like it in their lives and I'm not just talking about Dr. Mart out on a Saturday with a very tight fitting shirt uh, you know they had never seen anything like that. did he get the legs out again? he didn't get the legs out thankfully no, the chicken giblets I heard he did that better too but that was quite a good sell. That, that was a definition of a salary moment for me, Tell. And, and probably my, my favourite memory of the day will be that afternoon with you lot. I just had such a hoot. Um, and I think another thing should be mentioned, that's because I met up with Sammy uh, Al Race in the morning. I met up with Sari, uh, Sammy Al, Al Race in the morning. Uh, and, uh, you know, basically, we, we had a, we had a, we had a, a few vice... <laughs> Very appropriate, actually, considering what Ross is doing at the moment. But anyway, we had a few Weiss beer in a little German cafe. And then we went up to the uh, Augustiner Keller, Keller Biergarten. Biergarten, slightly north of the Hauptbahnhof. <laughs> uh, anyway, the thing was that Sammy... We were we, outnumbered over 10 to 1. We were. Well, Sammy and I were outnumbered by about 100 to 1 as we were walking up through kind of Marienplatz up towards the, the beer garden. Uh, and, and it was like me, Sammy and Yusuf. And Sammy had the biggest... Afro mm. David yeah. Louis wig ever, and uh, it, it, it kind of like the, the reaction to him were mixed between utter annoyance that how dare you look like such a prick walking in our street 
to what on earth is that and it was just hilarious kind of walking around with Sammy watching the reaction and he kept on the reason it took us so long to get there was because he, he kept on where's Sammy and you look back 50 yards down the road he's having another photograph taken yeah. of him by he a German fan he, 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 he didn't stop because he's like Finn anyway he's got that sort of yeah. really sort of built him yeah. as well he yeah. has a yeah. yeah. his shirt on I he's going to be forever they all love yeah. him as well that's the thing he, he, no exaggeration he was the most popular man in Munich I think he was, bless his heart. So uh, that would be another mention. So have you got any more, Lauren? Can I give um, a shout-out to our Friday night? Yes. In Shakespeare. That was brilliant. And, and uh, Darren up there doing Alouetta. There's no proof that on Facebook yet. OK, there will be. <laughs> if I can get my boys out of the video. <laughs> it's horrible. That, that Friday night in Shakespeare was just brilliant. We'd had about two hours sleep. We said we were only going into Munich for two. Like, 18 hours later, we were in the Shakespeare doing Alouette, like, still going strong. It was brilliant. Lovely, I like that. Apart from that wasn't there, but that's no, my fault. But we sang a song to you. We sang Did you Australian. sing a song to me? I got Martin to sing no. a song to you. Oh, I wish I'd been there. I mean, you have no idea how much I wish I'd been on that bloody trip with you. Look, but there you go. So, Shakespeare Friday night, tell. So, we might was... Uh, you could shout, Lauren, by the way. Sorry, go on, tell. Was a Chelsea reaction after... After Drogba's penalty went in, and they went down on their knees, it was such a. It was. Uh, it? it was a spiritual experience. David Luiz down on his knees, everybody, and just sort of holding their hands up to the heavens. And it, you know, it was such a moment of relief and joy for all the players. Relief and release. Relief, release, and joy for all of the players. It was just so fucking good and spiritual. Near enough. That has got to be my. Mm. So, I like that, Ross. I think I'm going for basically the same thing. When Drogba's penalty goes in, I've only just seen it. I've sort of seen it on, high, on yeah. highlights afterwards. But the shot of all the players at the halfway line and three or four breaking towards the Chelsea end, the rest breaking in the other direction. If anyone can find me a photo of that, because yeah. I want to get that frame. But so I thought that was a they were near enough collapsed. Yeah, yeah. The way, well, the, just the sheer. I nearly did. I mean, I, my reaction wasn't jumping up and down at all. It was just like I just like, yeah. you know, my arms were because you had those little crash barriers in front of you, obviously because it's. Well, all we had a fifty yeah, foot drop. In <laughs> you, oh, of course, because you, you were in the front row. But I just literally just like grabbed the bar because I could hardly stand. I was just like, what? And that, you know, a few tears and stuff. It's unbelievable, Chris. Ooh, um. For, for comedy Getting value, bottles thrown at you from on top of the bus? That was okay. <laughs> they missed. Um, for comedy, it was uh, probably Steve Byrne and uh, Johnny Turner trying to get strolling going in the pub. <laughs> no. And in their defence, their voices are better than ours. Yeah. But, you know, it was... Average age in the pub, 22. There's, there's quite a few of what looked. A couple of people give it a go, but... Um, they tried about three times. They tried, though. Well, I like that. Well, well, well done, sir. But to carry on from the, uh, it's the it's reaction to the uh, to the Jogger penalty. My one in particular, just Jogger's face, that bit where he's running somewhere, he looks round and he sees Czech, and he's not sure whether he's going to scream, cheer or cry. And you can and hear him actually going, "Oh my god! Oh my god!" Yeah, yeah. Oh, every yeah, emotion yeah. in one face, in one camera shot, and exactly how I felt. So that I just felt, me and Jogs were kind of running at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Brothers from another mother. I think we look really similar. Just think if Manx had given birth to drugs, that would have been kind of weird, wouldn't it? Yeah, and Dad would have been pretty serious. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly, exactly what I was thinking about. <laughs> oh, I 
I set you up for that one, Bill. Uh, uh, yeah, so the look on Drog's face, which I think is pretty much the same as, as Tell and Ross, to be fair. Yeah. Darren, control yourself. Uh, Wasn't that funny? <laughs> Tori's trying to climb the crossbar as well and failing. <laughs> I missed that. Seriously. He can't, he, was, he can't even... They can't, so not only can he not put one in the back of the net, he can't even climb up the net. He was hanging on, trying to get like, his left leg up there as well. His arms, and he can't get his leg was, over either. Did he get the wrench? It's shameful. He did, he did though. He was yeah. sitting behind the lick. Louise looking a little bit uncomfortable for that minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I might have strained a groin or broken a fingernail or put his hair out of place. He had to go and have a rant after that. Anyway. Yeah, and that's probably why he had a rant. <laughs> you know, he could. Uh, yeah, I like that. I missed that. Yeah. yeah good shout. That, their celebration is the dropper and Louise, like they didn't ever get final, where they took a few steps, salute. Took a few more steps. Oh, yeah, that was salute. good. Yeah. I love that celebration. I don't know who's going to do it next season with Louise. There's got to be someone. Have you seen Louise singing Blue is the Colour? <laughs> yeah, Did you see Louise on Italian TV talking to yeah. Amigo Sachi? Just yeah. kind of ballsy. <laughs> 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 I mean, hey, ballsy. Like, like, <laughs> 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 then there was Mikel nicking the, uh, the microphone off Shreve's getting really, really fucked off with it. That is my job. That's oh, my really job. Give it back. And Mikel's just walking around not giving it to him. <laughs> yeah, should have given it to Branner. <laughs> Love it. How many bloody votes do you want? You might edit. No, no, no. I was just as a suggestion. That's not my vote. I might have to edit. Darren, whenever you speak, I have to edit. <laughs> you help inside a fanzine when I turned up in the beer garden. And you grab load off me and start going, it's two euros. Oh, yeah, I forgot <laughs> And then people start fucking around and buying them for two euros, so you did a good I job. I sold a few. Oi, oi, he who must not be named. I sold a few bloody fanzines in the beer garden. You both, he was sacking me, but you knew actually that A, you did that, and B, when we went for the ferry, the minibus in front of us were Chelsea fans, yeah. and Psycho Phil said, why don't you sell something? I said, I will do in a minute. And he said, why not now? And just grab the load and sold one yeah, to everyone in the minibus. That's the attitude you've got to have, mate. The older um, generation know what's yeah. what. There was also when the um, Bayern Munich fan came up to us. When we were having a chat before the game, Chidge, and there's a Bayern Munich fan that came up to us, and he just interrupted our conversation and just went, I would be worried if you still had Jose Mourinho in charge. <laughs> and he, st- he, was, he literally took about two steps. That's about as far away as you get. Before Chidge just went, fuck off, because there's only one demon, Tao. And we all started singing it. It was just brilliant how Rufus he told us to fuck off. Hooligan. <laughs> I know. There's that, there's that <laughs> Italian Chelsea fan with Di Matteo on the, mm. on the back of his There was show. how many people, how many thousands of people, German fans were in there? Uh, oh, yeah. Let's, let's, let's put a number on. 3,000? 3 or 4,000. Yeah. Yeah. There's probably 300 of us. So, of course, I said, fuck off, one Di Matteo. Yeah. What, what, what's a man to do? You know? I, do you know, I've completely forgotten smart. both of those things, which yeah. kind of gives you an indication of how many of those Steins I'd had to drink. Yeah, you you were on your way as soon as I turned up there. Really? I, I, well, I didn't get to about three o'clock. So. Yeah, but mate, I've been on the pot. I mean, I basically flew in, uh, got there, got into Munich for about quarter past ten, and then it went straight to somewhere where I could have alcohol and food. And I didn't really stop until, you know, we got on the tube. And then you started. <sighs> Pete Dahies. Uh, so, how many more sorry moments have you got? Loads. Loads. <laughs> Would you like to just choose one so we can carry on with the show? When. I put on Erasure, a little respect in Chelsea. Oh, no, 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 And then no, he's got no. this raining men on his iPods. Pablo, I'm going to let him think about what he wants best out of that. Pablo, for God's sake, move us along. A small fruit song. Apples so and oranges. Orange. I'm, I'm quite tempted to give it to the German that kept trying to get everyone to sing 10 German bombers in the show. Yes, yes. And no one was having any of it, but I think it's... Well, and there's hundreds I could go on like Darren did but it's going to go Good. to Frank Lampard going into the crowd as part of the celebration oh, yeah, yeah, literally yeah, crowd surfing down to get to right. and he was in there for about 10 minutes you're going to choose yours or what I want an, I want an answer now 
Um, Gary driving all night was quite impressive. Oh, yeah. not another one! Choose one of the fucking Lampard's celebrating Ashley Cole's penalty as well, I'd um, say it's pretty high up there. But I'm going to agree with Pablo actually. Taking um, Lampard to actually go in the crowd and everything else. Because Dropper teased us a little bit, he went right up there, but. Yeah, I'll give it to Lampard. Alright, Lampard, Lampard. I've forgotten now. It's been going on so long, I can't remember what you said earlier. All the players on the pitch. Hallelujah. No, no, Lauren didn't go. Hallelujah. Shakespeare on Friday night. Uh, I go for the Hallelujah. Players on the pitch. Players on the pitch. Players on the pitch. I think. Uh, players on the pitch. We were essentially saying. You are actually essentially saying. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Let's make it simple. The players' reactions on the pitch oh. the minute the drug was scored. That is definitely the Champions of Europe salary moment. Yes. Bloody hell. Also, I'd always said. No, it's over. We voted. <laughs> so no, no. About thing as this well. This is not the Eurovision Song Contest. When we voted and announced it, it's over. Did you get the move text? away from the fannies? Did you get the text about the Eurovision Song Contest? The more, no. more bad news for Spurs fans. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Got a bit humble. That's right. It. They're out of Europe. Yeah, please. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Fat chance of that, Anthony. Uh, annual awards. Remember those? Ooh, no. Last podcast of the season. Yeah. We always do awards. Well, we're going to do it again. Are we, do we actually have time? Should we do this next time? We're not doing it now. No, we're not. We're not doing it now. I'm, it's, you see, basically in, in the trade, oh. in the trade, Darren, we're teasing it. You see, I see. I'm saying to the listener, on the next show that we do, which we don't quite know when it will be, but maybe in a week or two. Two weeks. Two oh, weeks. Right, You're back in two weeks, are you? Yeah. And we'll be doing it in two weeks because it just wouldn't be the same without Darren on the show, obviously. <laughs> Um, but we will be doing the annual awards and the annual awards will be for player of the year it will be for goal of the season and we will put some nominations up for you um, I think we all know what our nominations for player of the year are really I think we nearly all said Mata Ramirez or, or Brana didn't we mm. so I think we'll stick to that and see how that pans out because it didn't pan out how, necessarily how I wanted it to in the, the real player of the year but hey ho goal of the season I'm going to put a lovely long list up and we'll figure that one out and then I want to have uh, Fannies of the year for chant of the year Guinness moment of the year salary moment of the year so all of you lot out there I need you to nominate them because obviously I can't remember any of them so I need a bit of help from you there and I think we should have one for podcaster of the year and I will I will recuse myself from that one as I kind of present it so the award will have to go to any of the fine people around this table or other people that we've had on. It could be a guest that we've had on. I think that would be fine. Guessing is a shield. You know, you know, but maybe maybe we'll exclude the guests and maybe give you a lot of chance. But I want a podcast of the year one. And I also want a listener and contributor of the year one, i.e. people who tweet yeah, us, people who sure. write to us on Facebook and keep us amused and keep our spirits up, actually. There's a lot of people out there who, when times have been bad, have kept our spirits up, kept the faith. So I think we need a nomination for Listener Stroke Contributor of the Year. What a fine array of awards that would be. So I kind of thought about it this year, unlike last year when I forgot, unlike the year before when I forgot, and so on. So there you go. Good. Yeah? Right, now, talking of awards, uh, there is another award that you can vote for the Chelsea Fancast in. So... Uh, you can vote for us in the Football Blogging Awards, uh, and to do that, you need to send a tweet to at the FBAs, that's the FBAS, uh, and uh, to vote for us, you have to also put in that tweet at Chelsea Fancast, then you put in hashtag podcast, and uh, you can vote for us there. But you can also vote for us at the Football Blogging Awards because they have a Facebook page. So just go to Facebook, find Football Blogging Awards, and uh, we're on there in the best podcast category. 
So vote for us there. Uh, and very, very quickly, Custodian is still going on. Um, and you can receive messages about football stuff on your phone and you can get paid to view all the ads. You get six of the revenue off every friend that you get to sign up for it. And for everyone that selects Chelsea as their team, you will get entered into a draw to win a signed Chelsea shirt. Watch out for the link to Custodian on our Facebook and our Twitter pages after the break, after a very well-earned break. Uh, we are going to be coming back to tell us all about, tell everybody out there about our trip and a little adventure to Munich, which Munich. I gather... I gather involves erasure, Darren wearing gay shorts, yes. and, a- and apples and oranges, but not necessarily at the same time. Yes. For the latest opinions and news, check out the Football Fancast forum and blogs. Read what your fellow fans have to say and join in the banter. Real fans, real opinions. Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Oh, yes! Right, apparently there's a few of us around the table that uh, hired a minibus and uh, went on a trip to Munich, Munich. Uh, and I really am very jealous of them because I know that they had a fantastic time out there, whereas I, you know, did the death trip of getting up at stupid o'clock in the morning and going over. I was up for 30 hours by the time I got back, so I was feeling quite wasted, but... Uh, I'll tell you about that in a minute, but I'm desperately wanting to know what you lot got up there, got up to out there. Got up there. Got up there. (laughs) Well, you know what I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, But I do, I just say, come on, tell me me how it all panned out. I want to know what happened. Well, I'm sure the listener does. Does he? I don't know, maybe. Well, go on, Darren. We managed to get the um, early ferry, didn't we? I think that was good. I thought of grief I got about booking a later one. Yeah, well, we met, actually, you'll be pleased, Ginge, opposite Putney Station. Oh, how appropriate. Yeah. Funny station bar. Funny station bar. Chelsea was um, obviously gutted at about five years of travel to get there and was the last one to turn <laughs> up. That's because of Darren's wrong instructions on what time to turn up. I oh. emailed everyone the night before. We didn't email the email. Me. Have you actually checked? <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. I'll this let's... is the most fascinating <laughs> part. Yeah. <laughs> Carry on. Yeah, so we all met up at Putney Station um, on the Thursday evening. Uh-huh. ITV came down to record. They came down here. Yeah, well, okay, we parked across the road, yeah. opposite where you always park. Yeah. And um, they were getting um, Terrace's dad to come over to me and ask me all got the banners and the flags and this sort of corny stuff. Um, and then they were just like, recording a few people. Yeah, we drove there. I always thought we'd get there a bit early in Dover, and we got there two hours early. They let us on an earlier ferry for an extra charge. So, yeah, we made, when everyone else was having a few beers, they bought a 24 pack of Cronenberg for the um, ferry and then the journey. I couldn't drink because Gary was driving but I thought I was going to have to um, drive at some point. I didn't know how selfish he was going to be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we got to Calais and he said he'll drive the next few hours until he starts feeling tired. Um, I think that's the only time we changed formation, wasn't it? Lauren came in the front and we were DJing, keeping everyone entertained in the back. Chelsea especially. <laughs> Chelsea whispered a few comments in my ear about a few of my choices of songs. I bet he did. And um, when did you get to Munich then? To Munich, Munich. We, we got there about half ten, half. didn't we? And but we drove further on to our, our hotel in what Benedict, was your where, where? Benedict Boyne. <laughs> Benedict Boyne. Benedict Boyne. <laughs> might be Benedict Boyne, but it was spelled Boyne. <laughs> so Gary had been driving since quarter past four in the afternoon on the Thursday, and by the time he dropped off and got back, it was quarter past one in the afternoon on the um, on the Friday. 
So in 21 hours, he's been driving for, I think, like 17 or 18 of those hours. Lean and he drops us right outside the Hofbrau house in, in Munich. Yeah. Top boy. Before going back to sleep, which was quite unselfish of him. Very unselfish of him. Apart from that, I couldn't drink things, I didn't have to drive, and I didn't have to drive. But it was good because they had the whole sunrise coming up and everything else. Oh, and lovely. Um, Phil had his um, CDs as well. <laughs> his Rangers Chelsea CDs. God. <laughs> So what I mean, I've heard about a night in the. Sh- I mean, you know, uh, Lauren voted it for, uh, as her salary moment. The well, night, Friday, uh, Friday night. night in the Shakespeare. It was all that about then. Well, I wasn't there because. Um, Why were you not there, Tom? Well, because uh, we went looking for boozers on the Friday night, and it was full of Munich, and <clears throat> there were odd pockets of Chelsea here and there. But I did a record of boozers as I always do, and. Uh, and I uh, sussed out what pubs were suitable, and we went in this rock pub first of all. Which hey, you went into a rock pub? Yeah, we did, yeah. It was, it was a much sleazy little yeah. dump. Mount <laughs> Jenny Brown. No, you were at the wine bar. Mm. And, and then I, the I sussed out this pub, uh, sort of a quarter of a mile away, just around the corner. It was starting to rain then, it was getting a bit chilly. It, during the day, it was lovely weather. Uh, so we went. There, sat outside, and it was getting. And this barmaid was a miserable bitch. Yeah, they really she, hate oh, yeah. she was horrible. And um, so, uh, was she a sour crow? You know, Chelsea sometimes gets slightly angry about things if people don't put his Tell, tell get angry. Oh, yeah, yeah. He hides it well. On his Guinness, though. The, the service was appalling, was it? And we were just sitting there for fucking ages. Yeah. Um, and then no, there's some idiot spelt beer all over chin. Uh, no, you broke something. No, 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 jumped in the gun. I walked inside. I thought I'm not going to sit out in the cold because we said to this miserable bitch, uh, you know, it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> go and it's it's cold. And she was said. just non-committal and uh, miserable. So I just walked inside. I thought okay, I'd go in this room because you could see through the window. There's loads of space in this corner. So I walked in and. Uh, she was there, and, and there was this glass wine stand, about five feet tall, with a nice bottle of wine on top. It looked like that. Obviously, you don't put crap in there. And I walked in, and I sort of nudged it, not on purpose. And I knocked it over and smashed this whole stand. Glass. <laughs> <laughs> it smashed, and she was standing there, glaring at me, thunder, expecting me to go, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." I thought, "I'm not going to give you the joy of that, you miserable bitch." So I just. <laughs> When I sat down in the corner and picked up the menu and waited for her and the rest to come in, so she's glaring at me for that. And then Darren came in with a pint, a stein, whatever, and he sat down on my table and he proceeded to drop this pint, this stein, and it went all over my fucking jeans. Oh, tell. Yeah, and they were soaking, and so I had the right arm. I thought, I'm not going to sit here all night with soaking wet jeans, so I. You took them off? <laughs> I, I, I buggered off. You buggered off? Yeah. You're and such a miserable and that's why He I left his it. phone, we were worried. <laughs> yeah, was it you, Ross, that went outside to phone him? Someone's trying to be a good mate and phone him from outside, <coughs> trying to find him. Because mm. you didn't say bye to anyone, you just walked off. He, yeah, did, a, he did a moody, he does that. Uh, this, by this point, we'd, uh, we'd picked up Clifford by uh, Odin's yeah. flat uh, and Jenny. Uh, Do you know? And, and then Mark showed up. Because we were debating, we, you're right, we were debating about whether to go home about 11, catch the last train. And like, Mark's not going to get for ages because he's going to have massive trouble getting in from, from Israel through, through security. And then, uh, and then Mark just walked down. Mark the would have difficulty getting into, uh, getting into uh, Germany from Israel. Yes. Why? Because I don't want to 
No, right, 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 right. <laughs> Apart from the obvious reason that who the hell would want to let Martin <laughs> into this country? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, he who must be uh, who must not be named showed up as well. Yeah. And yeah. then we need to give me yeah. my address for the rest of the weekend. Your what? Yeah. You give me a dress for the rest of the weekend. A dress. A flag. Oh right, right, that right. I just wore for the gotcha. rest of the weekend. And it looked like that was all you were wearing. Yes. Yeah. That would be why he gave yeah. it to you. Uh, <laughs> Cliff, Cliff was pretty lagged up. He was no, really. And jet lagged. Yes. Yeah. And loud. And loud. And, and uh, he got up at one. He ordered a steak. Yep. <laughs> he got up at one point and knocked this little um, framed God, you painting off, <laughs> off, off, off the wall. And we yeah, were so pissed off at this place that we ended up we ended up nicking this it, thing. It's in my bedroom. Is <laughs> it? Did you? You got a trophy? Yeah, well, shit, well, yeah. I forgot it was in my bag. When we went to the ground, it was still in my bag. When <laughs> when they searched my bags and I had all the fanzines in there, <laughs> I had the uh, frame in there as well. It was this beer thing. It said like from 1919. It was like it was a photocopy. It wasn't the actual thing. It was a photocopy <laughs> of a beer license from 1919. Yeah. But they didn't ask me any questions about. It. They cared more about the fanzines at the ground. But yeah, Cliff knocked that off the wall. He was falling asleep. He had to go early. And then Sammy turned up with his mate. Sammy and his brother, Hassan. Oh, right, and okay. Yusuf as well, Yusuf Al Oh, Yusuf turned up, yeah. Um, and then we uh, we trundled on to the, uh, the, the Shakespeare, Shakespeare, which was literally right around the corner from the Augustino Keller. No Big way! Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. You had to go past it on the way back to the Hoffman oh, right. or whatever it was called. Right. And we sang, sang the night away on Friday night. Lovely. The woman that owned it, what was her name? Angie. 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 Yeah, she was a Chelsea fan. She just let us take over the music. Is she German? No. Oh, she's a Brit. And it no was just way. Chelsea was song she? after Chelsea she song. She was German. Yeah. Was she? Yeah. I don't think she's a Chelsea fan either. <laughs> I think she's a couple of Chelsea fans. I'm making up a story in my head. She let us YouTube. We're like, so we just kept like putting any song on there and everyone sing along to it. There's every little thing. Uh, it's going to be all right. Yeah. Uh, get my vote for that night as well. And then, um, yes, yeah, so we're there. We closed at five in the morning. What time did you lot all go? When it closed? Yeah. We got home at about half six. Yeah, we got back at half seven because we got the wrong train a few times. <laughs> we got the wrong train four times. I had to pay 30 euros for a taxi, which was always from there anyway. I fell off my bar stool and my wrist still works from that. Oh. And I hurt my head as well. So I hit the floor. Oh, that was the only night I was drinking. We that was doing, Friday night? Yeah, dinner about the Jager bombs and stuff. Oh, cheers. There's other stuff you want to hear. And you can chop it off as you wish, obviously. But I would never dream, dream of doing that. <laughs> no. But, well, when I left them, I thought I'd get the last train back, which is half oh, yeah. eleven, to, uh, which took to an hour to the hotel. So, uh, I need to have no phone, wet chasms. Yeah, I was fuming. Oh, no tell, there's nothing quite like tell having a moody. And, uh, yeah, so I got the, how I got the tube to, back to the central station, I don't know, because I was a bit lagging. A couple of changes, and uh, I got to the central station, and I was walking around trying to find this uh, overland train to the station whatever and uh, and I, I could hear coming up from uh, the tube station uh, German fans going who the fucking hell at Chelsea <laughs> so I went to the top of the tube uh, the um, escalator and when I got to the top I started singing speak fucking German why don't you speak fucking German <laughs> and uh, <laughs> And then they got up to the top and they, and they started singing this German song. So I started singing, speak fucking English. They <laughs> uh, wandered off and I wandered off. Uh, anyway, I got the train back and it was uh, half an hour from there or whatever it was. No, half an hour from the change. But anyway, it got to, the train was due in at half 12 and uh, it got the 27 minutes past and it came into this station. For some stupid reason, I got off of the train there 
I got to this station there, 27, why I don't know. And I walked out of the station, realised uh, it was nowhere near where I was based. And uh, I walked down like pitch black, I was cursing all and sundry, pitch black. So I saw this light, and it was a. Uh, so I went towards this light, and. <laughs> Don't and go towards the light, Tony. It was a. It was, was, it, a was this really happening, Tony? Was <laughs> this just a hallucination? <laughs> and it was a little bar, so I bowled into this bar, and you know. And I said, drink, of course, drink first. This is on your own? Yeah, on my own, yeah. Wet trousers. So thinking, with wet trousers. <laughs> yeah, with soaking wet trousers. Oh, God knows what they thought. There's barely any liquid on that shelter. And, uh, you know, <laughs> so I ordered a drink, and uh, the barman spoke good English. He said he spent a year in America or something like that. And, uh, well, he spoke American then? Well, English. <laughs> well, in English well, accent. speak fuss American. Yeah, anyway, and uh, so I ordered his drink, and I got chatting, and then he says... Oh, I'll give you a lift home. I said, oh, it's great stuff. Oh, hey. Oh, uh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so What's he called, Bruno? Was he from that bar in Wolverhampton? Oh. So then I turned, so I started talking to the locals who were staring at me for obvious reasons. Well, they and fancied they you, wet trousers, but it's, and Ah, so, we'll forget those wet trousers off in a minute. <laughs> yeah. No, so I had a great night with the chat with the locals and I've got to give them a mention I've got the, the numbers and the shit in the back of it I told them I'd give them a mention on the podcast your name is also going against was, the book uh, the pub was a Tulsa Stubel Stubel Tulsa Stubel and the, the the bloke who was running was Torsten Werner and there was Marco and on all the lads in there I've got when this podcast comes out I'm going to Send them the link to it because they were all great blokes and I had a good piss up in there to nice the three o'clock in the morning and then a barman driving back to the hotel. No way. Only uh, this top notch. This would only happen to you. I know, yeah. I know. Only then I was stumbling down the road in the, out of the wrong station to a dodgy, dodgy tiny little boozer and I get a good piss up and a lift home. Top notch. Brilliant. So um collectively uh, what, so, uh, what, what happened on your way back? Uh, this is a very quick one on, on what happened on the way back. Because, um, I mean, you, I, obviously I left about, you know, I, I left that night, but you, you well, drove back, didn't you? Yeah, well, we stayed in Shakespeare, um, again, till closing. I dropped them off, came back, got breathalyzed, passed with flying colours. Well done. Um, don't know how you managed that. I, t- I genuinely didn't have a drink since Friday evening, and they didn't believe me either. Because I was that happy with one it. What's a drink going to do? It's not going to enhance my enjoyment of us winning the fucking Champions League. And... That's why they breathalyzed me though, because they didn't go well, to the new. Who, who breathalyzed you? German police. They pulled us over. The police. Seven in the morning. It's fine. Aunt. And um, he was an 1860 Munich fan anyway, so he was quite happy. Oh, all right. Okay. So we were all right. Uh, went back and then picked them up early afternoon. We drove, got stuck in traffic for two and a half hours. There's all these fucking roadworks. Chelsea was DJing at the time. Um, I was impressed. Nine and a half hours we were driving for. Chelsea stayed awake the whole time with me whilst everyone was sleeping. <laughs> We got to the age finally about midnight, checked in, went around the corner to a 24 hour pub. A 24 hour pub? Yep. Yeah. On a Sunday night, because most places like in England, obviously, Mental. especially on a Sunday, shut earlier. And like Lauren went to bed quite early, so did my mum. I was chatting, I was falling asleep by like 2, 3 o'clock. I thought Tell would have been tired as well, because like I say, he'd been awake as long as I had. And I was sharing a room with my brother, and I woke up during the night, and it was stuff was all in his bed still, and I thought, is he just sleeping next to that in a single bed? I thought, why isn't he just moving all stuff on the floor? And then my dad knocked on the door at half ten in the morning. Gary hadn't come back. Tara's dad hadn't come back. 
Chelsea got back at six, Stu got back at half seven, and Psycho Phil and Gary were still drinking at half ten in the morning in a 24 hour pub. They came in absolutely hammered. When we left Putney, can you remember, you know the, the Chelsea Rangers flag that Stu and Psycho put up? And it went, they put it up like that oh, so easily. Lashed. They could not put the flag up the back of the minibus. <laughs> Phil's coordination was awful, he didn't even go up to the room. Stu had to bring his stuff down. Even Gary was so hammered. They could do none of this themselves. Oh. He kept, I can't remember what he was asking, he kept asking stupid questions your dad did. Oh, yeah. Way yeah, to yeah. Brilliant. I and then he, missed out. he was, honestly, oh, it was brilliant to how many he was. I love to remember the sort of things he was coming out with. But yeah, he literally spent all night. They met some Belgians in there, they just sat there drinking with them. And like normally when you have a whole session, you don't get that pissed. But they start picking up the pace and up the pace and up the pace. And they were drinking faster and faster. Oh my god. And they were absolutely hammered um, in the morning. Your dad blamed Gary saying he's a bad influence, but um, I oh think that's enough after story. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, we went to Eeps after that, because um, it's on the way back in yeah, yeah. Calais. So we went there, and then they had the Arch and the Memorial. Oh yeah, on the way there, we passed, we went straight by uh, Genk Stadium, and then we drove past um, Leverkusen as well. So that was, it was kind of like um, uh, Europe uh, revisiting. Lucky yeah. in a way, maybe, who knows. Uh, it sounds like a fantastic trip, just kind of like whizzing kind of back of it in the beer garden. I just wanted to give a shout out because I know I said it earlier how brilliant it was to, to see so many people there. But, you know, obviously I met up with Sammy and Yusuf before I turned up to the Augustina Keller, Keller beer garden. Uh, but obviously, you know, saw Phil and you, Dazza, Steve... Saw Mirko from Germany, obviously saw uh, Tell and Dr. Mar and Cliff. Not me. <coughs> Not you, Lauren, which I was very disappointed about as well. And I don't think I saw you either, did I? I? Didn't know. You were so hungover, so I was told. I was we we met up with uh, <laughs> Sammy, went to get Sammy's ticket off, off a mate of mine in the, yeah. in the shed up or someone he knows. And then we met up with uh, Paul before the game, had a beer in Odeon's place. Paul? Me. Yes. Oh, you. <laughs> Pablo, yes. to me. And we've admitted Gary Bailey was with us on the yeah. Friday yeah. night as well. Oh, yeah. 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 That's, that's Saturday Sorry, night, Gary. I understand, with the exception of the couple of you that weren't there. It was just absolutely incredible. Everyone getting back to the Shakespeare at different yeah. times, having just won it. And Don't you agree with that on Sunday Saturday night, Lauren? Oh, no, I weren't there Saturday No, you didn't make it back. <laughs> and were you, where were you, Lauren? I was getting married. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. I nearly got married. Nearly got Can married. I just give a quick shout out? Because um, I went out to Munich in a podcast, the minibus. Munich, Munich. Munich, Munich. But I didn't have a ticket. And I ended up watching the game in the English beer garden with about 5,000 Chelsea fans. And I was watching it originally with my mate Callum, and then 10 minutes into the game, some twat threw his beer at the TV and broke the TV. So I ran round and ended up watching it with um, a lovely group of guys, um, Carl, Dean, Danny, Max, Josh, and um, they just adopted me and looked after me. And Which one of them are you gonna marry? Carl. Carl. Yeah, it's a good night. And then we drove back to Calais, and they ended up being on the mini bu- on in the bus in front of us. No way. In Calais, in Calais, yeah. And um, terrorist dad was flogging him fanzines. Oh right. My own. So that was a bit of a funny story. But uh, yeah, it was a brilliant night. It was absolutely amazing. I'm sorry I wasn't. I've got there. a little shout to to Nick who came up in Augustine. Yeah. And said how much he enjoyed yeah. the podcast. And Pete, his mate. I think it was there were two of them. So I got them down here actually. Right. Nick and Pete, but. I just, because I had my fan cast t-shirt on, this bloke just came up to me and said, uh, oh, right, yeah, that's great, I listened to that. He says, uh, I'm Nick. I said, oh, I'm Chief. He said, oh, you're the guy that does it. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, we're all over it. You know, go and say hello. So, 
a lovely bloke met him and then there's another I'm sure he's it was, it was, wearing a black shirt I'm sure his name was Pete he came over and had a chat as well and I just thought it was really lovely uh, you know out there to meet people randomly that you've yeah. never met before he just did a show and, and they were really nice about it and I, just, and I said go and see Chell Tell he's the brains behind an otherwise no brain operation <laughs> can I just add one more quickly and that's um, you know the 18 there were some 1860 fans in the Shakespeare on the night of the game they were absolutely brilliant dancing around singing fuck Tottenham and various things they were probably <laughs> getting involved with us and they were all working at the um, Augustine place the next day oh, so right. me and Sammy had a little you were completely blank that. No, well, no you, weren't, you weren't there. On the oh, right. Oh, yeah, oh, on Sunday. Yeah. Yes, on, on the Sunday. They were all back at work at two in the afternoon, <laughs> still wearing the same clothes. And... Before you go on, because you're about to cut Pablo off short there. Always. A few more shout outs. Andy Ray from California. Who I just fed it straight back. Mike Neat as well. Matt Crane. I didn't see Mike. Frankie Bassoni. Frankie! Frankie. He Fuck, was there. They're all there. They came to Shakespeare's afterwards. Yeah. We tried to get cigars, but everyone was closed. So we couldn't do a few sitting. Oh, yeah. We, we went off looking for cigars. Oh, yeah. Me and, it was me and Ross that went around trying to find them. Anyway, look. I, I, just another few shouts. I saw Martin Wickham in the stadium, as I think I said earlier, and Kunal and, and Sammy. But also Gray from Madness. It was brilliant seeing him there. Big hug with him afterwards. Uh, there were some Rangers boys drinking with us as well who were really quite fun. I think, yeah. you know, Phil, Phil was obviously yeah. getting... Oh, I know who got them there. Yeah, yeah. I've been tip-off. There was, but there was also a jambo as well. A crazy jambo. <laughs> if I'd have known that, I'd have sung him the crazy no, jambo song. No, I'm not sure if it, would, if it was him. But who else did we meet, Tell, in the beer garden, selling shirts? Icky. 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 Yeah. He was there, man. Yeah, selling he was there, yeah. shirt. He was in great form. Big grin on his face for the yeah, afternoon. He was in the Shakespeare afterwards. Was he really? Twice match. in my yeah. life I've met him and they've both been on Champions League final days. How about oh, he was in Moscow as well. <laughs> How bizarre. So basically it was lovely. And basically it was just lovely meeting up with so many great people. I'm glad your trip was fantastic. Um, yeah. well, I just want to have a quick chat actually for those that were, that were unlucky enough to be on it. But we've got to say how piss poor the Munich transportation system was up to that ground. It was, un- it was a disgrace, wasn't it, Till? It was a, you know, it stopped for ages at the station, you know, without opening the doors. It was boiling hot. Everyone was jam-packed and we were dripping with sweat all, all the time. Well, it, was actually, was, it, it wasn't just it was uncomfortable, it was dangerous. It was horrible and disgraceful. And I've heard far worse stories. I mean, actually, I, I, we thought our trip up there was bad enough, but I've subsequently read and heard stories that it was way worse than that for a lot of people. There were... Fights breaking out. There were, um, you know, some fan ended up on the tracks. I mean, it was just. I heard, it, I heard it's like that from all Bayern games. Well, it's just crazy. Yeah, yeah well, the the uh, Rayman was actually out there as well for the World Cup, and that's what he said. He said he was going to leave early because of that. Their transport system is awful. Um, They've got no idea of crowd control. That's no. the problem. If you stop the people getting into the, you know, onto the platform, exactly like yeah. they do at Wembley, yeah. very sexy, like they do at the, to Fulham Broadway, in fact. Yeah, everyone's yeah, literally down on bloody crowd exactly. control. And the thing is, I got there three hours. I mm. tried to get on there three hours before the game, like when we left um, Ross, Sammy, Hassan, and it was that bad then, and it was just stopping, starting. I thought I was going to get there about a quarter to seven. I didn't get there till half seven. It took forty-five minutes longer. Because it just kept stopping, starting, they wouldn't close the doors. It was, yeah, Man, it, was, it, was sweat, it was crammed. Yeah, it was and we had to get off and change a different one because there were a load of Bayern fans going to Olympic Stadium. That was the other problem. Yeah, yeah. That you had fans going to two different stadiums. Yeah. And a lot of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we didn't know what to do. Anyway, look, very quickly, Chris, who sadly wasn't out there with us, which is <laughs> I mean that! I mean that! <laughs> 
But I want to know. I want to know what happened to Chris because I know he met up with some some of our great mates, Johnny Turner and Steve Byrne, in particular, didn't you? And you watched it in the Hand and Flower. Yes. How mad was it afterwards in Fulham Broadway? Mental. I mean, because uh, because people, you know, people had been pissed up all day. They had to get to the pubs really early to be able to see anything. Yeah. So like every time something happens, you know, some bloke would have a hissy fit and storm off. Right, I'm going. And then like, as soon as he gets out, we have a massive cheer in their back. So in and out. In why, and out. Why, why having a hissy fit? Oh yeah, well yeah, well, when they scored or when oh, they missed right, the penalty, right, right, people, right, right, you know, yeah, you know, yeah, people yeah, get emotional. Yeah. And yeah, emotional. of course, after after a good sort of twenty minutes of just dancing around the pub, we go to uh, go go to where we went in two thousand and five, right outside the old so bar. Oh, I love it. The uh, the, the buses going through didn't really realise what was going on uh, until the, you know, one of the drivers had a look, saw the people starting to come towards him, got all the passengers off, let everyone else on. Including on to the top, very top of the bus, you know, just rocking it and just going absolutely. Yep, there's a picture there. Uh, there were, you know, later just sort of about 100 people in the bus just having their no own way. kind of impromptu parade. I mean, <laughs> actually, just so to make you because I was, you know, you, you, your mind does wander back to, oh, I wonder what's happening in Fulham Road. I wonder if it's all, you know, going yeah, mental. Go you do, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, 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 you know, because I, I had to go back straight after the. I mean, I, I stayed on the ground for about quarter past 20, past 12, and then I had to get back because I had to get to the airport at 2. Uh, and uh, I got to the airport and I got a text from Johnny T. Uh, of that, a photo of that bus with like all these people on top of it, and, and I just sat down and I sat down and uh, you know, bully, bully, CFC bully. Yeah. He was there with a few of that lot, and the, and the laddie sells the uh, the shirts next to the CFC. There's a few of them that I recognised. I was having a chat with them, and I got this text. I said, "Oi, oi, lads, have a look." I said, "This is what's going on in Fulham Road." And I yeah. showed them that, and they were all going metal. Every time somebody knew turned up in the group Bully would go oi 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 have a look at this photo it was just like being, my phone was being passed around the way to the no, departure it, it, it was doing exactly the same in the Shakespeare yeah. with the same photo I know, it, it, it was brilliant I mean just, just walking back from uh, back to Earl's Court just uh, people getting out of cars and high-fiving us just just, 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 just constant absolutely constant um, just joy did you, get, did you get the road shut though did you get Fulham, Fulham Road oh, shut oh it was fully shut I mean just yeah, the, the, the bus drivers just, just gave up gave bailed up. out Nice. And even the passengers. Going back to Munich, I, I've just got to say, that I, I don't know how you feel. But best weekend of my yeah, life. I mean, it, for me, it was the best. I mean, I, I can hardly call it a weekend, but it was the best weekend ever. Oh, I just yeah. love being in the beer garden with you lot and catching up with you and just being there with you lot to share that whole thing because it was just it was absolutely insane. I just loved every second of it. <laughs> It was beautiful sunshine in a beautiful city. Oh, was like, oh yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. So much and Benedict's boring as well. And actually, at, really you know, actually, what we should say, actually, what we should also say is that uh, I thought the, the Bayern München fans were pretty good. Yeah, sort of they Bayern were. They were fans. Bayern München München. They were. They were, they were yeah. good sorts, you know. They were, I didn't really feel any... There wasn't. I didn't see any ag at all. I mean, they were trying to be intimidating when there were about two of us walking up Marienplatz, but they were just being idiots, really. But I mean, you know, particularly that experience in the in the Augustina Keller beer garden. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, you know, so in there, I mean, I mean, we were outnumbered massively, but they kind of loved us. We got a lot of love, you know. We got a lot of atmosphere. but we got a lot of love, and they were actually pretty cool afterwards, you know, considering. We and they all be stayed like behind as well. Like 95% yeah, of them stayed they did, behind and they? watched us lift the trophy. So, so you know, well done you lot. And uh, I'm so jealous of the trip that you had. I wish I'd been on the whole lot with you, you know, on the minibus and stuff. But I'm glad it's I was there. Monaco. Yeah, I know, but it's not quite the same no. thing. Are you there, Monica Chich? Nah, probably not. Yeah. That's when it's going to sink in. Yeah, yeah it's, it's never going to be the same, is it? Oh, we're here, reigning champions. 
<laughs> we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Anyway, look, the other thing is I did go to the parade the next day, which was probably the only one amongst us he managed it, because you lot were all still travelling back. Uh, and that was quite quite a lot of fun. Went to the Southern Cross, bumped into Grant, which was really, really nice. Oh, and he was on good big form. Grand. Big Grant. Bumped into uh, Darren's old man's cousin, Ian. Yep. He's good that He looked like a mantle. He definitely looked like a mantle. Uh, and who else did I see? Ken Poot and Gus Silver. So we had a few points in there, sang a few songs, took a few pictures, and then went back and collapsed into a very, very tired heap. Anyway, <laughs> after the break, after the break, we're going to have a good old sing-song with the return of Shall We Sing a Song for You. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com. All right, we're back and we are going to sing a song in the time-honoured tradition. And uh, I'm duly ju- ju- informed by the the reprobates that were out on the Munich trip for the longer part of it have come up with a very good version of a song on their own. Not sure the final line is is, is finalised yet. Doesn't matter. We'll go for it. Start it off then, son. Okay. <laughs> Tune we'll up first. Running round Tottenham with a European Cup. We'll be running round Tottenham with a European Cup. We'll be running round Tottenham, running round Tottenham, running round Tottenham with our European Cup. Singing, I've got a trophy, haven't you? Singing, I've got a trophy, haven't you? No, you ain't. Singing, I've got the trophy. I've got the trophy. I've got the trophy, haven't you? No, you ain't. It's got to be to Seven Nation Army, Julian, Julian and Belletti's song. I actually tried it when we won the double. Another one for your edification and it, oral battery, I think is probably the best way to put it. Ready, Darren? Yeah. One, two, four. We're the champions of Europe. We're the champions of Europe. Oi! We're the champions of Europe. So it goes. Oh, there was an like incredibly that. popular player song out there as well, which went Ivanovic. 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 Chelsea's number two. Uh, I like the old fudge one. Champions, champions, ole, ole, ole. Champions, champions, ole, ole, ole. I think we should just finish it up. As we've done a bit of a medley, I really do think we need to sing a song to we this won man. In Munich, Munich. No, we won in Munich. We're going to do that one next. We won in Munich, Munich. We won in Munich, Munich. We won in Munich, Munich. We won in Munich. No, not that one. We were drunk in Munich. Oh, I changed the lyrics to. Okay, sirrah, sirrah, wherever we'll be, we'll be, we're drinking in Germany. Okay, I did that one in the beer garden, which I thought did was quite smart. Yeah, no. <laughs> you, were, you were having a gypsy's kiss at the time. Uh, I think we do need to sing one more song, and I think oh, we need to honour the man who fair. scored the goal that won us the cup with the big ears. And actually, after this song, I felt it would be really appropriate if we actually did a nice little tribute to Didier Drogba, because mm. the man is a complete legend. A one, a two, a one, two, three. Didier Drogba, la 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 la. Didier Drogba, la 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 la. Didier Drogba, la 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 la. Didier Drogba, la 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 la. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. 
proper Chelsea. All right. Um, this, uh, I just want to play you this because this, this is brilliant. But Pete uh, Sampson from CFC Net sent this in today. Uh, this is the reaction in the stadium when Drogba scored the winning penalty. Just remind yourself about how good this sounds. say about Drogba what an absolute legend I, I just felt it was so fitting uh, and as I said I think it, it flashed through my head when I realised that he was the last penalty taker Schweinsteiger had missed and I just thought bloody hell he's going to win the European Cup with the last kick of his Chelsea career because well, we didn't know that it was going to be the last kick of his Chelsea career then because he kept it going for a few days but obviously he will never play for Chelsea again, which I feel is very sad. But actually, at the same time, I feel... Well, let's hope so. That'd be really nice if they did do a testimonial. It'd be a benefit match, if anything. Because yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no such thing as a testimonial. Especially if someone's been there for eight years and ten. Yeah, but I mean, I think we deserve a match to say goodbye properly. But yeah. um, we'll probably I, be know, next summer, I think. I, I actually think it's really apt. I, I, I think, you know what? Good for you, mate. What a way to go out. That's the only way to go out. Yeah. Top, uh, how Absolutely. higher can you go out from... From any club in the world, how you can't can go. You, you just cannot, cannot do that, man. To, to get the equalising goal yep. and then the winning penalty, you've got to go out there. No point him staying for next season. Go out on absolute top in the world. Yeah, well, res- res- oh, yeah. respect to him for kind of uh, figuring that out and making that decision. Actually, I have I have to say he's kind of got he's actually gone up a lot in my estimations for for getting that what you know I think so right. You know, so good to yeah. him. I agree. So I'd say very quickly, like with Desai, he stayed a season too long. Yeah. And Often happens. Yeah, it? and Zola won the fans' player of the year the last season. Zola was so good. I mean, everyone was gutted when Zola left. And the season before that is Jimmy and Ida, the old time, and Zola was always on the bench. And Zola last season was the perfect way for him to go out as well. And Drogba's got that right time. Yeah. Always leave them wanting more. Always yeah. leave them wanting more, which is why we should only do ten-minute shows. Till I keep telling <laughs> them. instead of ten hours. I mean, here's a question for you though. You know, I know we, we I mean, ironically... V asks the questions. V asks the questions. <laughs> Your name is also going in the book. Um, we had, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we, we did on uh, the uh, the Chelsea Fancast all-time best 11. We, we actually had it voted as Drogba for our uh, one of our best ever strikers, which I thought was fair enough. But do you think we could now... I mean, you know, Ozzy got the other spot. Ozzy's been the king of the bridge forever. Yes. Do you think... That there is a valid case now for saying. Oh. I'm not saying that Drogba is the king of the bridge. I'm saying, is there now a valid argument to say that Drogba is officially our best ever striker, Chris? It's just too hard to say. It's like saying who was better out of Pink Floyd and Mozart. I think it's two totally well, different. Well, Pink Floyd, obviously. Oof, that was close. Or Al Stewart and the Erasers. 
Yeah. Apples and oranges. I would say that you can't yes. compare apples with oranges. What's that? I would say though, if you look at Goldsman Records though, like obviously it's hard to just mention the two of them because obviously Jobbers have passed Ozzy and Bentley. Yeah. But you still got Tammy and Dixon up there. Well, that's just on Gold scored, but I mean, just just for the record, just let me remind you of what this unbelievable man has achieved for this club. He scored more goals for Chelsea than any other foreign player. He's currently Chelsea's fourth highest goal scorer of all time with 157. He was the first African player to score 100 Premier League goals. In finals, he scored in the League Cup final in 2005, 2007 when we won, and 2008 when we didn't. He scored the 2007, 2009, 2010, 2012 FA Cup finals. He scored, and mo- most of these are winning goals. He scored in the European Cup final, obviously a few weeks uh, last week, uh, and, and we won. He got the Golden Boot in 2006-7 with 33 goals. He got it again in 2009-10 with, tw- with 29 goals. 341 appearances, 157 goals, 71 assists, 34 in the European competition. So he's our top European scorer. I mean, Jesus. I mean, and that's before you even start talking about the number of goals he scored in the semi-finals to get us there. I mean, I think statistically and in terms of his impact on what we've won, I think he has to go down as our greatest ever striker. And I really do. A lot of his earlier appearances were, were off the bench, so yeah. that kind of goals to games yeah. ratio is, is even better. It if is. That. Very good. If you, if you were to have a montage of Chelsea's finest moments, I think he might be mm. the uh, most regular you know, mm. appearance maker. Mm. What do you think, Tal? Um, of course, he's got to be up there in the top three, definitely. But, uh, and Terry as well. As to where he's at top uh, one, you know, it remains to be seen. I mean, you've got to let the dust settle and, yeah. and review it. It's all very the, easy in, to be. In a yeah. couple of years' time, you, at the time you would have said Jimmy Greaves is, and you would have said Osgood is top one, and you would have said Dixon, blah, blah. You've got to let the dust settle and uh, and review it in a couple of years' time. But right now? Right now, right now, right now he's at top of the world. Absolutely. Mate. You know, what do you think his legacy is going to be, mate? Jesus. Um, it's an interesting point. I've been thinking about this all week, really. Jesus, he's going to be some <laughs> well, uh, well, he's a religious man, so I shouldn't say that, should I? Um, Trophies. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, I mean uh, that's, that's what I mean. What, what, you know, what is his legacy going to be when we look back in, you know, in 20 years' time or whatever? I think gonna be? he's going to be considered Chelsea's best striker. I, I, think, think, so. I think he will surpass Osgood. I mean, I don't think it's yeah. debate as to whether or not he should or not, but... Yeah. I think he will. It's just the showpiece, the showpiece events. Just yeah. it, he's always. Which is the impact on big games and how yeah. many things and he's won. Once in a while, for the wrong reasons, but mm-hmm. he's always, always central. Well, to I, I, I think that will get forgotten. What will be remembered is yeah. the, the good stuff. Because he cut, he's cut a lot. Of, well, he had cut a lot of that player stuff out all for, for the past yeah. three or four years. So. Oh, I don't know. I mean, one of I think his great legacies for me. I will never forget the, the Drogba play acting rolling around the game with the hand doing that but he, he I did love all that mostly cut it out for the last couple of years with the exception of games where it benefited the team yeah he got he did get a lot cleverer actually I think the, in the last but, year or two of his career with Chelsea he was a lot smarter is, about that yeah well he didn't used to dive as such he used to feign injury against Villa like September in his first season he got booked for diving when it was clear that he didn't dive and we drew 0-0 mm. but after that, he wasn't getting booked for diving. Like people like Gerard have been, like Rooney has been, like Skulls has been, Suarez, Young. Yeah, I mean, how many more? You know, Jobber Carol. used to just feign injury mm. more than actual dives. He wasn't going in the box diving the whole time. And yeah, there's so many times you could say about like 2005, Jose's first trophy. Jobber literally looked like he was about to eat Kesman when Kesman scored. 
the look he gave him and everything else, like it was so like back then the passion that Jobber always yeah. had since he's been there. Always celebration. He's a real winner, isn't he? When Evan Grant was there against Fulham, when Job got sent off, he was always fucking getting the crowd yeah. up for it. And then he I know. did those. Jobs. I think I think we're really, really going to miss him, and, and not just from the physical point that you know he's not going to be playing for us anymore. I think we're going to miss his spirit. I think we're going to miss his leadership. I think we're going to miss the fact. I think he did have a great relationship with the fans. Actually, as you said, he was always the first one to get in there. Come on, you know, we're really, really going to miss him. And I'm, I'm I, there's a half of me that is really sad, hugely sad that I'm never going to see him play for the club again. And, and the players exactly I think they will too but here's the thing can, can he be replaced I think there's an obvious answer to that. I, I, of course he can but you know I wouldn't want to see it as a replacement I think uh, certainly not a direct replacement that's not how, how it should be and it's exactly it's what, what we need to look at it as it's an, it's an opportunity to re- rebuild the team into almost a new image because because I mean, we're now playing the number, the obvious, number 10 yeah the kind of obvious player to do it but I mean he's nowhere near and Job was said as much Job was said as much that you know Torres is the future yeah. um, and I think what a graceful thing to do uh, as he's well a big as, man isn't he he certainly is uh, I mean in, in the widest sense of the word you know he's, uh, don't forget all the political yeah. and oh, charity yeah. stuff he's, he's Drogba for happens. president I say yeah. do we have a favourite Drogba goal it's a very good question I'm really glad you asked me that question Rob I, I don't know That's a, well yeah the, yes. one, the, one, the, one, the penalty he took to win us the Champions <laughs> League at the moment uh, this season my, I think his best goal was the one against Spurs yeah. in the semi-final but there have been so many, and, the, and the, you know, Barcelona I think that, in the semi. I think that would actually have to go down as my, in terms of brilliance of the strike that that drop of goal against Spurs, and he's got that, that great one at Everton. Oh, the one at home against Liverpool when he yeah, shuts it down. One at home against Barcelona. Same season. The one the ones against Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah, the Everton one, yeah. like three two goes in part. Yeah. That's at least six so far. So. I think we should give Didier Drogba a huge, huge round of applause and thanks for being such an absolute legend for us and helping us to win so many trophies, but in particular, a couple of the big years. Didier Drogba, we salute. Quick, uh, quick side note, uh, which I should mention, of course, is that we've heard this week that both Kalu and Boswina have not had their contracts renewed, so they will be leaving. Um, I feel sorry for Kalu because I'm just feeling magnanimous. What? I was like, is that official yet? Yeah. No. I mean, I think yeah, I think yeah. Gourlay has told the, the written media that it's going to happen, but nothing official has been. Uh, I don't well, no, listen, Boss Swinger and uh, Kalua Ghana as European champions winners, they'll have no problem getting a contract at another club. So we wish them well. Quite right. I've done as well, and we, we wish them. As I said, I mean, speed on you, know, as, as I said I, I, you know, Boss Swinger, yeah, you know, he's not the best right back we've ever had. He's bollocks it up more times than I care to remember but you know what you know you can't you can't fault his effort you know, and I don't think we could have ever no I, he's not one of the moodies that don't turn up I think he he's always gives 100% it's just that his 100% isn't very good yeah, most maybe of the his time. concentration wasn't great but yeah yeah you know but I think, he, I think he I think he gives 100% and you know as Tell said fair play to him and best of luck I feel quite sorry for Kalu I feel disappointed that he never ever Ever reached his potential, but I think Look, he gets as European champion. Yeah, but, I, but I think I think he. Uh, I think the greatest shame with Kalu is that you know he, people forget actually he scored a lot of goals for a, 60, a lot of very important. Yeah, he was an absolute and so so effective off the bench. Yeah. But he needed to close off games, and you may not. You need those sort of squad yeah. players as well. So I'll kind of be a bit, little bit sorry. To see them both go, but on the other hand, I'm very excited by the uh, the fact that they're 
maybe some people coming in and it's been broken tonight hasn't it that Eden Hazard is, is that, that's definite is it well um, apparently the club have said that they've given him permission to announce it on Twitter whilst they sort out form, uh, formalities providing he doesn't give any interviews alright so that's so pretty he's much asked, he's asked for the number 11 shirt I thought he'd ask for number 10. Yeah, well, that's, that's number 11 now. Mm. Okay. No, that's just Ian McGarry that says, says that. So. Oh, then that's wrong. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, there we go. So it looks like we've got Eden Hazard, we've got Marion, we've got De Bruyne, uh, there's Van der Veel. Yeah, I think De Bruyne is, is going back out on loan. Yeah, so it's interesting to see that, and I think there'll be a few more coming in too, which is interesting. There's a lot of rumours that we've agreed a fee for Hulk in the last few years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, the other thing, of course, is who else might be going? Because I've heard that. Czech's had his contract renewed. Lampard's had his. Oh, they're talking about renewing his contract. Yeah, I'm not sure it's actually expiring. Oh, sticking, he's got a year to go, yeah, so yeah, they'll yeah. be sticking another year or two well, on hopefully it. Hopefully, it's not. I can't believe they've offered Malouda anything. Well, that's where I was going with this, Lauren. No, no, no. Don't, don't apologise. That's exactly where I was going with that. Um, surely we can get rid of Malouda. I don't, I don't see any sense in giving Malouda or Essie an extended contract. Essie no. has a contract to 2015 as it is. Yeah. There's doubts about his fitness and his longevity. So if we're getting Hulk, Hazard, and Marin, why are we going to extend Malouda? It just makes no sense, and, and, I, and I don't think Essien, poor old Essien, who I love to pieces, yeah, he's never going to be the same player. And I think that's flamingly, you know, it's obvious that that's the case. He, the only, the only thing we can hope is that he, he, he grows into a sort of a holding, holding. Role. I just, but his pace is so shockingly, he's so immobile. But he, won't, he won't have to run if he's if he's sort of in that position. But he's so immobile. He's he's too immobile even for that position. He can get turned so quickly, Ross. That's the trouble. And I, it's a great sadness because I, I absolutely adore SCN. But so anyway, what I'm saying is, it's a bit interesting what's going on at the moment, and we'll, we'll keep we'll keep monitoring this over the next week next or two. Show, yeah. Anyway, um, uh, Steve Terrio, Terrio, Steve, <laughs> Steve Terrio, close. Uh, I think sum this up brilliantly about Drogba, and I just thought it was a lovely way to finish our little tribute to him. On, uh, but he says, "Bon voyage, Didier Drogba, the consummate." Striker, striker, who was unplayable to enemy defenders and a terror to the world's goalkeepers. At 34 years old, you've seized your destiny and you're leaving on top on your own terms. Three league titles, four FA Cups, two Carling Cups, and finally, at last, the Champions League. Scoring eight goals in nine career finals, you will always, or you always seem to be bigger than the occasion. You were a beast among boys, a thoroughbred of men, a thoroughbred of a man, a complete player whose dedication to team and club were overshadowed only by the glorious goals you scored in their cause. Your opponents grudgingly despise you, your supporters adore you, and I am touched and proud to count myself amongst them. With ice in your veins and blue blood in your heart, you will ride off into the sunset a legend as we always believed you would. Farewell, Didier, and thanks for all the memories. We will forever sing your song. I just thought it was a lovely way to put it, don't you? Yeah, that's very good. Right, after the break, it is time for you, that would be you, the listener, listening in black and white, or on CFFC. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Oh, yes! All right, we are back. And I'm, all I can say is I'm just hoping I've got the right ones in. Sometimes I look at this and I go... Was that, was that a week last before? Year's. No, no. Was that last year's? You know, I actually had to work off a script from about three, four months ago, which is a bit odd for various reasons. So it could all go very peak tongue here. But the first one is from Eric Morabito, who says, "Just read Mikel went up to Robin before he took the penalty kick and said, Check knows where you're going and he's going to save.' We talked about that earlier on, didn't we? And how funny we thought that was. Uh, Lauren gets to read the next one." This is from Luke Ryan. Why, while we were waiting for the latest pod vote for Charles Tell's funniest moment of the year, one by the boys of vacation, by the boys of vacation. I was, I was supposed to sing this. 
You can. Yes, come on, yes. Buy the boys vacation. Buy well, the boys the vacation. If, if you, you don't, don't buy the boys vacation, vacation, we won't, we won't be going, going to America. America. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. Sorry, Luke. Sorry, Luke. Close but no cigar. Um, <laughs> number two, the phone call from Kenny Dalglish. Number three, Chris, who was taking penalties against him five-year-old sick children? Care to elaborate? Maluda. I, I don't know. I'm trying to think what the. Uh, no, the question was like, who was taking tri- penalties against him? Yeah. I said, who was and taking penalties against him? Five year old, six children? And then Chelsea says, it was Maluda. <laughs> you missed the comment, Hal. I can't remember after that. Cheers. Cheers. Cheltel. What? <laughs> 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 Apparently, that was really funny. Five. We do that every podcast. The whole podcast in which he was hammered. Uh, Brilliant. Yes, yes, that, yes, was, yes. that was a pretty good one. Cheech referring to Torres' new haircut. Yes, it did look It like did look it. a little bouffant. It did. <laughs> Tell. Yeah, he's an Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Luke. With a little bit of help from Lauren and Chidge and Tell. I think that's actually a great idea, but we are going to have... Uh, well, I mean, you know, that we're going to have our best salary moments of the year. Maybe yeah. put a few of those in. But. Lukey, well done. I hope you're well, my friend. Uh, tell Chris Bird. Luke, I'm flattered. Thanks very much. Chris Bird says, silly question, considering my sincere lack of European Championship experience. So, our awesome little star, will that be above the badge for all matches or only during the Champions League matches? Good question. I believe we're not allowed to wear it in the league. Oh, Why not? We only wear it in European competitions. Why? Why not? I, I haven't got any. Liverpool to do. Back this up from it. No, they do. On the, they do. Not the badge, do they? They probably just nicked no, it. And they could have actually incorporated it into their badge. Yeah, so yeah, yeah I think that's. It. I think that's what should happen then. Yeah, yeah that's me what we too. should do. Yeah, I agree. Well, the oh, Ron, 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 change the badge. That's what we do. Sneaky, sneaky. So I can't verify that, but I've heard that it can only be worn in. I think you're right as well. But we can have gold number in the back now. So. That's an absolute arse. I'm sure Inter Milan wear theirs on any of their shirts. No, they well, the Italian champions get one uh, gold star for every ten league titles. Is that for winning yeah. the Scudetto? The Scudetto. Yeah. Scudetto. Yeah. Jeffrey Asselstein says, am I the only... Um, sorry. Jeffrey Asselstein says, am I the only one still smiling? As a Canadian, the Champions League is my World Cup and I'm top of the world still. I think we're all smiling, Jeffrey. I think there's a lot of us out there smiling. Carl Jackson. Last Saturday, Todd Kane and Nathaniel Chaloba had the hand in Champions Chaloba. League trophy. Tonight, both have scored for the England under-19s. Seems to have let them go and getting them both involved in the celebrations could have been a masterstroke. Really hope they push on and make a name for themselves at Chelsea. Good point, Has anyone actually. seen the Chaloba strike for the game? Norba. No. He just... Side foots it, curls it right into really? the top corner. Beautiful. It was really nice to see though the kids out there celebrating on the pitch of the players. I, I think mm. I think he's got a really you good could point. You could spot some old black man anyway. Yeah, you could. But I think he's got a really good point there. What a great experience for them. Mm. You know, yeah, liked a lot of that. Mm. Who's got the long one? I have. Dave Reese. How delightful! <laughs> oh, how well that worked out. <laughs> Hopefully, he's got all the grammar and spelling right. So far, from and he'll he'll short he'll certainly tell us if he hasn't. Right, Dave Reese says... This is a good one for you, actually, mate. I'm glad you got this. Why? Because it's a really good story. It it's is, a good it point. It's a good very, story. Yeah, it's one for you. I managed to get a match ticket in Munich, but many obviously did not. I wanted to post this from a mate. A proper Chelsea. These are his words. Dot, 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 I could not get a ticket for love nor money. I went from the bars in the centre to the English Gardens to see the big screen. 
It was all set up for some 10,000 Germans only and a waste of time as you couldn't get anywhere near the screen. I got the train, eventually off the 10 plus trains of full, up to the stadium. No tickets on sale from Telts. I then sat outside the turnstile gate and watched it on a German's laptop. Not a German's lap. It was weird. Of a German's lap. <laughs> it was weird because there was a 13 second delay from the sound in the stadium to watching it stream. It was a nightmare because we heard them score whilst the screen was showing action down the other end. The Chelsea singing was deafening, especially. Oh, Dennis Wise scored a fucking great goal. I had a brilliant view of 20,000 Germans walking past me, shaking their heads. Priceless. Before our lads came out an hour later. It was hard not getting in, Dave, but at least I can say I was there. You will understand that although non-Chelsea folk will think this was crazy, when they put the cops in the mega store for pictures, maybe we can have that pint, question mark. Carefree, dot, 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 dot. What do you think of that? Yeah, very good. It's a pretty good way to watch it, isn't it? It's a good story. It is. Well, that just proves the point that you had to be there. Who's got the next one? Pablo. From the legend that is Steve Byrne. Um, A funny thing happened to me on the way home from Chelsea. Phil Silver's eat your heart out, one for the teenagers. Uh, (laughs) Sergeant Bilko to you. (laughs) I managed to get to to Liverpool, Scum Street (laughs) Station, Saturday night in time for the last train at 12.50. On board this train, there were many happy hammers. They got me to sing Bubbles, their version, in exchange for them singing Blue is the Colour. How surreal. Too right. In honour of Didier, Chelsea have retired the stretcher. Anyway, I'm off fishing. See you in August. Top man. Um, is he off fishing? Did he tell you about fishing when you saw the man He might have done, but it might have escaped my mind. Right, John Smith. This is very fortunate this has ended up in my lap. He says, Afternoon, David. I will keep this short as your attention span may well not be as up to scratch as usual. Uh, Yes, that's true. (laughs) Top three moments of the season. In third place, Obi-Wan keeping playing even after his father had been kidnapped. Proper Chelsea. Absolutely. In second place, the QPR matches. You know why. Yeah, I think I do know why. And of course, the gold medal goes to the entire European adventure. My brother was there all the way through, and he's now on the list for a liver transplant. Oh, yeah, right. I can see what he means. Yeah, I'm amazed I'm not on the list for a liver transplant after that. Uh, two more things. Thank you for the Chelsea Football Fancast for the magnificent podcast. You helped keep the band of brothers together. On February the 27th, 2010, I sent you a message suggesting a way to get you free beers so I'm going to claim at least associate producer credit on that one top man he did as well actually last thing who are we I said who are we Chelsea champions of Europe champions of Europe sorry wrong answer (laughs) can't wait for next season John I got Uh, um, I got a really nice post from Dan Borman on the Facebook page he says uh, my granddad and mum experienced experienced us in the lower divisions the harder days where our future looked bleak and dark they had been priced out of the game and couldn't make Munich, but I was told they were jumping around and hugging each other just like the rest of us. They've always told me that it is typical Chelsea to put the fans through the mill, but that the club never give up. Sums up our Champions League campaign beautifully. I was born in 1991 and it was through my family I, I became blue. I thank them both personally for making me Chelsea as I would never have experienced the tears of absolute joy and elation that I experienced on the 19th of May without their influence. What a club. What a club we are, and now we're on a whole new platform. That win in Munich was for our history. Maybe not always trophy-ridden, but always passionate, proud and thrilling. 
up the Chelsea and fuck all the rest. Too right. I think the only thing to say about that is it's been emotional. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea! Okay, that is all we've got time for this week. We will be back in a few weeks to do our end of season review show, after which I will be booking myself into the Priory and <laughs> not having to see any of you lot for at least two months. I can't wait. We'll come and visit. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, they won't let you in, I'll make sure. But no, um, we, I don't know. We're definitely going to do a, an end of season review show. Uh, we may do one or two more. We, it depends. So uh, we may do more than one, but we'll definitely do an end of season review show. And we will, of course, be looking back at Chelsea's greatest ever season, because I think that's what we've just witnessed. And we'll be awarding our awards for player of the year and the goal of the season, as well as our fannies of the year. And, of course, watch out for the polls on our website so that you can nominate and vote. And as I said before, don't forget to vote for us in the Football Blogging Awards. Uh, I think it's uh, on Twitter... You have to tweet to at the FBAS, or the FBAs, and you put at Chelsea Fancast, hashtag podcast. That's simple. And it's also on Facebook. Anyway, check out our website. Get involved in the chat room and the forums. Um, we will be very active on that in the summer. I will be writing stuff, so there's plenty of stuff to get on with there. Uh, so do check it out. And, of course, as I said, if you are bored over the summer, uh, well, we've gonna, we're going to partner up with something called the European Fantasy League. Uh, I can't tell you too much about it now, but I'm going to put some stuff up on Facebook and Twitter and on the website. But you can basically sign up, have a lot of fun and win some cash prizes. And as I, said, I will post info on the website so you can have a look. Uh, don't forget to buy the Chelsea Fancast t-shirts directly from the site. Oh, and there's, there's something else on the on the website. There's a button or something, isn't there? There is, yeah. ChelseaFancast.com, where there's a little green arrow. And when you press it, it says... Buy the boys a beer, buy the boys a beer. If you don't buy the boys a beer, we'll smack you around here. Oi! Or something like that. Near enough. Right, you can follow me at Twitter. No? I'll put you off your stride, too. You did tell me. You made me go all tingly. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at David Chigi. You can follow Cheltel at Cheltel underscore CFFC. You can follow Chris at Sophie Terrorist. Darren at Darren Mantle. Pablo at Paul Jeffrey 87. Ross at Ross Maureen. Dr. Mart at Dr. Martin's Boots. Stuart Norman at S T U U Norman, I believe. Stu uh, Norman. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Stu Norman. And you can follow our mates CFC UK at only a pound and CFC Net at official CFC Net. And we have some breaking Twitter news. Lauren Foley. Mr. Lauren Foley. Mr. Champion of Europe. Mr. Champion of Europe. Lauren Foley is on Twitter. She's joined the Twitterati. And where can we follow you, Lauren? At Lauren Foley 89. And for every follower I get, I have to give Ross 10p. So if you want to make Ross rich... Like that's a really. Can I tell you that that is a really dumbass thing to have promised? Because well, everyone's going to unfollow us. Yeah, but I've got I've got 1,800 followers. I would have paid them a lot of money. I know. Chris has got to say goodbye, right? Cheerio. Cheerio. it, man. Lovely to see you. You can follow Lauren at Twitter. What is it, Lauren Foley? 89. Lauren Foley 89. 
Right, thanks to the boys at CFC UK, CFC Net, Chelsea in America, Miss SW6, Chelsea Daft.org, TalkChelsea.net, Vital Chelsea, Visual Marath, Colonial Distributions.com, and Christian from famous CFC.com for helping us to promote the phone counts, as they always do. Right, and a personal thank you to the boys on the show. That's what I wanted to say. That's what I've been leading up to for the last three hours. <laughs> Jesus Christ, now I'm here, I can't even believe it. Well, I'm going to read it anyway. I just really wanted to say, uh, it's a shame that Chris has had to leap off because we're so over time, but I really do think that this has been our greatest ever season. And, you know, winning that European Cup for me is absolutely massive. Uh, and as well as that, I just think it's been the podcast's greatest season. I really, really do. You know, we've got more listeners. We've made even more friends uh, to meet up with, home and away. We've uh, drank more beer, as we tend to do. We've sold more T-shirts. We've had more guests and better guests. We've made more media appearances. We've been all over ITV, haven't we, Darren? You've got a new recruit. We've got a new recruit. We've got a lovely Lauren with us, which is great. We've got a lady on the podcast. Who'd have thought that two years ago? A lady. A lady. A lady. A lady. Well, you know. Was that Darren? Oh, that's true. <laughs> but, you know, we've got new recruits. I mean, you know, we've relaunched the website, so it's just been, I think it's just been huge this year, what we've done on the podcast, and it's, it's moved on, it's moved on to a new level. Anyway, I really do hope it's going to get better and better each year, um, but our debt uh, of gratitude really, uh, you know, goes out to you lot. Without your loyalty to us, there would be no show, it is as simple as that. So a massive, massive, massive Chelsea fan cast, thank you to all of you lot out there. And as I said earlier on, I'll say it again, I want to say to the boys and girls here, I was, I was so lucky uh, to be with you all in Munich, and I was so proud and honoured to share my greatest ever Chelsea moment with you, and for me that is what made it special, and I really mean that. So thank you to all of you lot, thank you to Pablo. Cheers, Chinch, Mr European Champion. Good to see you tonight, Mr European Champion. Good night, Mr European Champion Mantle. Indeed. There's a smile on your face, Chinch. because he's learning. Uh, he's leaving he's leaving uh, that was also true yeah uh, it's also brilliant to see you and what, I've been so looking forward to doing this show uh, but good to see you Mr European Champion yeah. Mooring it was, it was great great to be in Munich it was, and wasn't it? do this show tonight it was just European so lovely it was just so lovely being on that beer gun and another one of us would turn up and it would be like uh, it was brilliant I really never will forget that and it was good and to see sorry hello to all of, all of our friends who couldn't make it over to the, over to the game Absolutely. Um, yes, indeed. We should say that. You were there in spirit. You were indeed. Uh, and a very fond farewell to the legend that is Cheltel. Been good to see you, fella, Mr. European Champion Cheltel. Yeah, well, Chich, all the podcast people and everybody listening as well. You know, it's a culmination. Munich was a culmination of years and years of hurt and success. And uh, we all enjoy it and we'll continue to enjoy it. And we're going to have more to come. We're going to have a European Champion Summer. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. But we will be back, as I said. Now, last but by no means least, the lovely Lauren Foley, at Lauren Foley 89. Miss, Mr. Mr. Lauren Foley. Mr. Champion of Europe. Mr. <laughs> Mr. European <laughs> Champion Lauren Foley. Lovely to see you, my love. And how was your first away trip with the Chelsea Fancast boys, basically, and Gary? Try and tell the truth. I'd do it again as long as I weren't sitting next to Darren. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had to sit next to Darren? Yeah, twice. And what was wrong with that? Did he no. fart? He does smell. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he's, he's alright, really. He's alright. Apart from the smell. He wear pink shorts, and oh. I like them, so that's alright. <laughs> You're the only one that likes his pink shorts. 
Oh, brilliant. It's lovely to see you as always, my love. We've missed you when you've not been here recently, Sorry. so it's lovely to see you tonight. Now, thanks to you lot, as I said, thanks to Putney Station, and many thanks to the people who listen to this show. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, keep it Chels, keep it European champions. Amen, Chels! You've been listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Log on at footballfancast.com and get involved. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.